0: Welcome! Wow well, hello! Another fun podcast, always. We have food this time, so now we're just munching on food as we're talking about this. We're, we're
1: dabbling in ASMR.
0: Oh. <laughs>
2: oh, oh. Oh. Oh.
0: Oh. I hate ASMR so much anymore. <laughs> like... It's weird how like Twitch now has an entire category for just for ASMR and like half the time it's like a woman who's like licking a metaphorical ear that's just got a microphone in it and it's weird. I,
1: so uh, you've lost me. What was weird about any of that? That all sounds
0: super normal to me. What's your definition of normie? blowing bubbles in your drink. I right probably now. didn't come through on the mic. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. So, as we have previously spoke about in one of our previous episodes, we're talking about Chads. No. Well, well we got to talk about this particular Chad. Okay. Oh, this is this is how you're introducing. Yeah, this, this is how I'm introducing. Oh, that's couch. cringe. That so makes you, me sad. Well, the thing is this. So, um, your friend, my fer- friend, friend Jake. Oh, I, I call him my friend. I guess. Hey. He's more of an acquaintance, but he's cool. Uh, We had started a trilogy of movies a while back, and we finally finished them. Not the one you're thinking of. No, not that trilogy. We don't talk about that trilogy. Unless we're smashing it. Or
1: the other trilogy.
0: Or the other, other trilogy.
1: Or the other, other, other trilogy.
0: Which trilogy is that one again?
1: Lord of the Rings. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Or Uh, the trilogy that's not a trilogy, which is Twilight. It's like a wait. No, I messed it up. That's there, a quintilogy. Yeah, sorry, I messed up. I I forgot there were four books. I thought there were three books. For There's a minute. four books. Yeah, there are four and books and five movies. Yeah, I, I I was gonna make a joke about there being three books, so it's a trilogy, but it was split into four movies. And then that'd I be remember, Hunger Games. That I yeah, I should have said Hunger Games, or as I like to call it, White. Uh, oh God, God, what is the manga I'm thinking of? Battle Royale, White wait, Battle uh, Royale, White Battle Royale, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Wait, there was there was a few people of different races in there. Prove it. Um, the one guy name seventeen.
2: <laughs>
0: well,
1: Lenny Kravitz was in the movie. Was he? Yeah, Lenny Kravitz, the singer. Yeah, Catwoman's dad. Yeah. Yeah, Lenny Kravitz I, was in the movie. I expected a stronger reaction to that. I don't know why. I don't know why, but it, it's always
0: weird to me that, to think that Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman in the new Batman movie. Yeah, it's weird. Don't worry. But yeah, so Lenny Kravitz played. Um, Did I say Catwoman or
1: Batwoman? Catwoman. Because either way, it would be weird for her to play her.
0: Always. But so he plays um, as the character's name is Senna, which is the guy who made Katniss's uh, attire.
1: You know. As soon as I said very incredulously, did he, I immediately thought of that dude. My brain just didn't want to accept that that was Lenny Kravitz. Mm
0: -hmm. Lenny Kravitz is a really good actor, to be honest. Also, makes pretty bomb music, man. I like it. You do? Yeah, I do. Surprisingly. But so, um, back to our segue, okay? Okay. The particular trilogy we we're watching mm. <coughs> with our friend Jake is about...
1: Um, Which will someday not be a trilogy, because they, they are planning on making
0: yes. another one. It's totally about family. Oh, the Fast and the Furious trilogy. <laughs> it's a family. All, all, all
1: like, freaking 11 of the movies in that trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> it's an 11 movie trilogy. <laughs> no, it involves the man who said
0: family family
1: <laughs> oh guardians of the galaxy
0: i'm married papa joe <laughs> that's gonna be a trilogy in like three months i can't wait for that dude it's gonna be so
2: good
1: dude it's gonna be the only marvel movie that i've watched since spider-man
0: uh which one the last one yeah
2: no the one.
1: one the one with all three of them
0: yeah that honestly that was freaking phenomenal
1: the one the one with the good spider-man the Phenomenal Spider Man and the Mess Spider Man. I will let you guys figure out which three I'm talking about.
0: Miles Morales is not one of them.
1: <laughs> Actually, speaking of Miles Morales, hot take: Into the Spider-Verse, Best Spider-Man movie.
0: I'm agreeable. It's a really good storyline. It's really good, yeah. They're making another one. I can't remember what they're going to be calling
1: it: Across the Spider-Verse. Okay. And they. So they're simultane- simultaneously, simultane- simultaneously yes. making two sp- um, Spider-Man Spider-Verse movies. Or- oh, so they're like
0: back-to-back. And yeah, gonna-
1: originally it was going to be Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 and Part 2 because I remember the first trailer for Across the Spider-Verse being called Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Okay. They have now changed the titles. It is Across the Spider-Verse and
0: Beyond the Spider-Verse. Oh. So... They started I, to get pinkies up fancy. No, 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 no. Oh, one of these is yours. My bad. I need a fork. I thought they were both mine there for a second. Sorry. Yeah,
1: because you because you live in a little communist utopia in your head. Ours. Our fork, comedy. Our fork. I've been playing Bioshock, so I've got... <laughs> so I've got, like... I've got, um... The, I've got the... Feud between capitalism and communism on my brain. Bioshock has turned me into a male Ayn Rand. Sounds like a personal problem. I'm gonna let you deal with that, okay? Well, it, it depends on who you ask. <clears throat> Stalin? If you're This c- is cool. No. <laughs> Ayn Rand hated communism. She and Stalin would not have gotten along. <laughs> and sa- In fact, Ayn Rand fled the USSR, so I don't... I think it's canon that she and Stalin did not get along.
0: <laughs> so, the trilogy that we're speaking about currently, that has to do with family, is. Oh, hold on. i was trying to think of another t- trilogy to say. No, no, it's it is the Riddick trilogy, the uh, movies with Vin Diesel playing um, Richard B. Riddick. Yeah, which we tried to figure out what the B stands Riddick! for. Trying to figure out what the B stands for and just can't figure it out. But, so, the three movies that we watched were Pitch Black. Yeah. Which, honestly, I like that one the most out of all of them. Okay, see, that's interesting. I don't know which one I like the most.
1: I know, the first one I saw was Chronicles of Riddick. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I was super into Fast and Furious and my dad showed me Chronicles of Riddick because he figured I'd like it just because it's Vin Diesel. Yeah. And I did like it. Now... I don't know which one I I think for me it would be a choice between so let's let's go through all the titles then. So yeah, Pitch the, Black, we have Pitch Black, Chronicles, Chronicles of, of Riddick, Riddick and Riddick. Yeah, and just and third one is just called Riddick. And I think for me it's probably between Pitch Black or Riddick for which one I like the most,
0: which ironically, they basically are the same storyline. They're stuck on a planet and they're trying to get off of it. Yep. And they're trying to get away from the impending doom. That is a storm that will bring monsters.
1: Yeah. Well, no, there wasn't
0: a storm in the first one. Actually, there was at the end of the movie. Remember, it was raining. Yeah, I do remember that. But the, but storm... the, the, the thing, the storm that was coming to them in that situation was darkness. Yeah, there, the
1: storm wasn't causing the monsters in the first one. Yeah, it was just the pitch black.
0: Yeah. No pun intended.
1: <laughs> I was about to say, there is a, there is a race joke in there
0: somewhere. I wasn't intentionally meaning it that way. I was meaning the absence of light. Not <clears throat> those who are of uh African American descent, sir.
1: I never said that
0: part. You're You added. said something about race. You're
1: at yeah, I didn't say which race. Bro,
0: you're reaching. I didn't say which you race. You are reaching.
1: So are you. You're putting you're putting words in my mouth. <coughs>
0: Whatever. The only thing that should go in my mouth is food. Agreed. Go ahead. Keep eating that food, cake eater. What? I called you a cake eater. Is
1: this fat shaming that's going on right no. now? No. Uh,
0: well, one, why would I fat shame you when I am about two times the size of you?
1: Because there there's this I'm gonna I'm gonna educate you on the rule I'm gonna educate you on the world, Luke. Okay. There's there are these people in the world <coughs> called hypocrites. Oh, you mean hypocrites? No, I know what I, I meant, what I said. <laughs> okay. Hypocrites. Have you ever, um. This is gonna kill me. I'm, I'm taking us off track for half a minute. I don't remember this dude's name. Brian Regan. That was his name. Mm, mm. The comedian Brian Regan. Moose and the Meeson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Moose and the Meeson. But now. What's it, isn't it? He has a comedy special called The Epitome of Hyperbole. <laughs> and um, I think I've seen that one. And there's a joke he has where he said that a woman came up to him after one of his shows and said that he mispronounced every single word that night. Or she she said something like you were all like it really bugs me that you were always pro- mispronouncing words. And he said and he said that his response to her was "Ma'am, if that is not the epitome of hyperbole." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Epitome of hyperbole. Yeah, that's the okay. name of the special. Okay, okay. <laughs> which of course I was it's- just like ep- epitome of hyperbole. <laughs> yeah, which is just- like what I had to like actually picture the words. Or whatever. Yeah, <laughs>
1: which of course, of course, because he pronounced it like that. After I talk, after I say the title once to someone to introduce them to Brian Regan, mm-hmm. I all I only ever like privately by myself when I don't have to explain the joke. I always pronounce it e- epitome of hyperbole. Yeah, epitome of hyperbole in my head. Gosh. I think I don't know why because English is my best. Because have... you get the
0: joke and it's still no funny. no
1: no no not that. But it's I think even before I heard the joke when I first saw the title of that special for some reason the first way I read it in my head was yeah. epitome of hyperbole
0: and I no. don't know why. Well, so, for me, it's that way with a particular Spanish word, because when I was in Spanish classes, like, the word for raincoat, it's el impermeable, but if you look at it, it's just impermeable, and so I'm just like, el impermeable! <laughs> I just make it as white as possible, and people are like, dude, no, it's el impermeable.
1: You can, that you... You've got to, whenever you say that, L-impermeable, yes. you just got to have, like, a Quesa lupa from Taco Bell in hand while you're saying that. <laughs>
0: like, like a gordita wrapped inside yet another gordita just something like, like that. It's like L-impermeable. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> this this, um,
1: this tinfoil is L-impermeable.
0: <laughs> This case Cerrito is Ellen (laughs) Permiel.
1: So that reminds me, uh, we're going to get to Riddick eventually, I guess. Yes, obviously. But that reminds me, so you, I've asked you this before, you have not watched a whole lot of Futurama, right?
0: No, I've watched a decent amount to know, like, the characters.
1: Well, that's still not enough. We're going to fix that after we're done with JoJo. We're, We're either watching Transformers Prime or Futurama next.
0: Well, you wanted to do an episode of Transformers Prime with our friend... Patrick. Yeah, with Patrick. Yeah. So, I have to watch that bird. Yeah.
1: But uh, we also need to show you Futurama, and there's a, uh, there's a, there's
0: a joke. Um, I, I, don't, I, if I remember correctly, like the one thing I do remember most from Futurama is I don't remember where it was, but Zoidberg was on its planet. And he was assuming the role of like a child of this family, and he like this mom and dad are looking out this window, and he walks up behind him and goes, "Ma, Pa, our precious ranch," and then they just start beating him. <laughs> yeah, no, I
1: remember. I remember the context of that joke is the Planet Express crew. So they had an intern named Amy Wong. Oh yes, Amy. Yeah. Yeah. Who was in? He always. She always wore uh, pink, and she had uh, dark hair. Yeah, um, and so. Um, the joke was that her parents owned a farm on Mars. Okay. And they were ranchers who raised alien bugs. I don't remember what they were called, but they were basically like giant bugs that were basically cattle on Mars. They looked like giant roaches or something, but they were colored like cows, and they were basically Oh, yes, yeah. I remember those. Cows. I don't remember what they're called, but so when they went to the, uh, when they went, they, I don't remember why they went to Amy's ranch, but they were there, and they were helping out his farm hands. and Zoidberg wanted to be adopted by the family because they were rich or something like that. So he just kept calling them his parents, and there was the joke where he would call them his parents, and, and, like, her, and like, Amy's dad would say something like, like, I'm not your dad! Get out of here! (laughs) Or something like that. (laughs) And so, yeah. um, A tornado came through the ranch and carried off all the cattle. And so they were basically ruined and Amy's mom's crying. And her dad is like... Man, he's disheveled at yeah, this point. Her dad is it. like freaking out, and then Zoidberg runs up like, "Ma, Pa,
0: precious ranch, A precious
1: ranch!" <laughs> and Bam. yeah, and and they just start beating him because they don't because they've told him multiple times we're not adopting you. <laughs>
0: Yeah. The other one I remember it was the crazy uh, soda episode where it turns out it was like the excrement of some weird giant. Frog yeah. And-
1: where the the their parody version of Mountain Dew is like the is like the the womb juice of some alien <laughs> <Yes>. or something. <laughs> 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 and, and I think there's a joke where Fry he's addicted to Slurm and he finds that out. You're like he's watching Slurm. The- that's what it was called. Yeah, it's called Slurm. And he's and like as if he sees it excreting the Slurm seeker ingredients. Like and Fry's like forget ah And then he just opens a can and starts drinking it anyway. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) And and then I think Leela comes in and slaps it out of his hand and points to the thing again. He just just starts screaming again. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, so. (laughs) Again. (laughs) And so, actually, so I've told you this joke before, but I love this joke so much I've got to tell it anyway. I'm going to tell you three jokes. I'm going to tell you the one I was originally planning to that was inspired by the L permeable. All impermeable? All impermeable? Yeah. That will I'll save that one for last though. Two of my favorite jokes. And by favorite jokes, I mean two of the only ones I can remember because it has literally been like at least 7 years since the last time I watched
0: Futurama. Can kind I of have a really short joke real quick? I will permit it. Why do gorillas have big nostrils? I'm not even going to guess. Big fingers. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're
1: welcome. <laughs> Um, so let me get my, (laughs) so it's been let me
0: recover from this stupidity. No, I
1: lost my train of thought for a minute. Um, so I'm going to, I have not watched Futurama in like seven years. I've been looking for a reason to rewatch it, which is actually why I want to get you to watch it. So now I'll have a reason to rewatch it. Two of the, um, two of the jokes that I do remember, even though I've not watched this show in, seven years and there's a whole lot of stuff i do remember from it i, I remember some of the dramatic- another show i
0: need to finish is king of the hill by the way well. yeah
1: dang it bobby dang it bobby but um so i remember i remember, I so, remember so much stuff from futurama i remember all the dramatic bits because it's it's like the simpsons where the joke the comedy is great but it's also got some really like dramatic moments that was something
0: that's weirdest person about futurama was like the commander guy that was always trying to get with Leela. Zap Brannigan? Yeah. So that's going to be the... the pantsless dude. Yeah, that's
1: going to be the third joke. So that's the third joke I'm getting to. But the first one I remember is from the second episode that ever aired of Futurama where they're on the moon. They're going to an amusement park on the moon and they get kicked out of the amusement park and Bender, the robot, after he gets kicked out, he's like, oh, no room for Bender in your amusement park, huh? Fine, I'll go build my own amusement park with blackjack and hookers. In fact, forget the amusement park. <laughs> <And that's laughs> up. Isn't it just
0: Vegas at that point? <laughs> yeah.
1: And so then later in that episode, Fry and Lila have get been kicked out of the amusement park, and they're on the moon. And the problem is, once the moon as it's orbiting, once they get out of the out of the path of the sun because <clears> the Earth because the moon's rotating, they'll basically freeze to death. So what they do is they get into the lunar lander. Like that is that is still there is basically a national monument at this point. They get into the they get into the lander to to like it's a it's a
0: galactic monument. Sure,
1: yeah. But to um, survive the night, and so they get in, and Bender's with them, and they close the door before you can get in. He goes, Oh, I see how it is. No room for Bender in your lunar lander, huh? Well, fine. I'll go make my own lunar lander with blackjack and hookers. (laughs) In, In fact, forget the lunar lander and the blackjack. Ah, screw the whole thing. <laughs> he walks off. Ah, like, screw the whole thing. No, he doesn't even say it like that. He's so... He's just so... He's so given up. He's like, ah, screw the whole thing. And walks that up.
0: That whole bit right there reminds me of um, Trey and Matt from South Park. I watched a couple of the videos the other day. Actually, yesterday. Well, I was laying down and out because I've been on the big sick. But, um... So... It's when they're in the studios, and Matt's got his daughter with him. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, he's trying to get her to say stuff or whatever. Obviously, she it's South Park, so there's got to be profanities in it, in which he gets his child to say a particular profanity. I'm just like, wow. Is this a recent thing? No, it was an older, older thing. Okay, It's just, it was behind-the-scenes stuff.
1: No, I asked because um, they've released behind-the-scenes stuff recently that have shown that Trey the other guy, mm-hmm. um, he has his, do- His like,
0: four-year-old daughter. It may be Trey. I, I get the names mixed up either. Well,
1: that's why I asked if it was old, because the Trey stuff is recent. Like, I've seen it in the last so, couple years. um... But they're basically behind-the-scenes videos of him having his daughter voice one of the main characters and basically
0: coaching her to curse. Yeah. Um, it's this guy. Trey. Yeah, Trey. It's Trey.
1: So, and that ends in... in then that's not a, not too long ago then because I saw those within like last five it's years. It's the or so. it's
0: the scene where they're uh, trying to get her to go. What's going on, Dad? What's going on, Dad? And then uh, Dad calls the son a particular word, and then the daughter goes, "Dad called you a particular word."
2: Nothing, not one. <laughs>
0: yeah, but the other one I saw was um, where they were. Uh, it was the uh, the Apple iTunes episode, which was turned into uh, the human centipede. Oh, of South Park? It's like, yeah. oh, Kyra! I am so hungry! <laughs> which one should I eat? Cattlefish and asparagus? Or the vanilla pasta? Yeah. and asparagus!
2: Cattlefish and asparagus! Cattlefish and asparagus? Cattlefish and Oh, no, 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 no. oh, I believe in you, Cairo!
0: <laughs> Just that whole thing. That one, and then also how they were switching back and forth between uh, Japanese and Chinese. Oh, gosh. So, back to your Futurama bits. Second one, second Second joke I really remember
1: really well is one from an episode where they are taking... The planet Express ship, which is their spaceship yes the green ship correct yeah, and they're wow. going underwater they're going into the ocean I don't remember why I think they were looking for Atlantis don't remember again, but so <laughs> they're going into the water with their planet express ship and as they're going further down, Leela makes a comment about how like oh, the water pressure and she goes professor how much how much oh, pre- I remember she this goes one. professor how much pressure can the planet Expo- express ship withstand and the professor goes. Well, it's a spaceship, so I would guess anywhere between zero and one. And then the ship just starts crumbling <laughs> under the
0: water pressure. It's just basically aluminum foil at that point. Yeah. The third one, third joke, is actually... You've told me that one before.
1: Yeah. The third one is a Zapp Brannigan joke inspired by your L-impermeable... L-impermeable. <laughs> L-impermeable thing. There's a... There's a persistent joke with the character Zach Brannigan who is a parody of James T. Kirk from Star Trek.
0: Oh okay that makes a lot more sense now. yeah
1: there is a persistent joke with him where he will mispronounce words all the time. there is a joke where he's there is an episode where he says that um, the reason for it is because he's got a disease called sexlexia because he because Zach Brannigan is a sex hound um, <coughs> in the series. And there's an episode where there's an alien invasion happening and Leela's one of the only people who hasn't been assimilated into this boar type of type of thing, Hive Mind. And she's hiding in an alley and she and like Zap Branigan pops out of a dumpster that he's been hiding in. He's like, Oh thank God, Leela! He, and he, oh thank God, Leela. Thank God, Leela. And um I remember what he said, but he basically made a comment about how they were gonna have to repopulate the earth because of course he would.
0: Of cool. Yeah, obviously. It's Zach Brainingen.
1: And Leela, I don't remember what she said, but she basically made an excuse that she was going to go and look for other survivors. And Zach's like, yes, that's good. Good. Hey, you go look for other survivors and I'll get myself ready to start repopulating the earth. If you need to find me, I'll be sitting here in this dumpster under this quesadilla. He puts a piece <laughs> of quesadilla on his head and just sinks into the dumpster. <laughs> I'd be sitting, sitting
0: Kezadilla.
1: Keza yeah. I'd be sitting here
0: under this Kazadilla. <laughs> <laughs>
2: just just, ding. And
0: then he and just this is my perfect hat and it just sinks back and yeah, It just sinks into the dumpster. Gosh. <laughs> that sounds like something they would put in Futurama. Just that that level of stupidity. Dude, All, Futurama's amazing. Yeah. It's really clever. It is it more clever than Rick and Morty? Um so because I know Rick and Morty is like it, a lot of people say. Oh well, you don't think Rick and Morty's funny? It's probably because you're not sophisticated enough. I'm just like, really, come on now. So it's you, just a bunch of stupid jokes.
1: So here's the thing: um, Rick and Morty tackles way more like like zany, high concept stuff. Like there's some there are some like legitimately clever stuff in Rick and Morty. Like they have an episode which is set on a entirely on a train and the train represents and the train that they are on is like the reality train and each car represents a different <coughs> no it's a storytelling train and each car of the train represents a different aspect of storytelling oh, okay. and so each car you go into is wildly different it's basically like a it, it the entire episode runs like a meta joke about how you write an episode and so like it keeps resetting itself and re- So it's it's
0: retelling the exact same story from different storytelling aspect no
1: it is one story but what it keeps it's basically breaking the fourth wall over and over again because okay. because rick's like we're in a storytelling train and so each car they go into he figures out like what what the shtick of the car is and there are times where they actually go outside of the narrative i think at one point they there's a joke about the train going off track into and in, going off track and going into like the meta going into meta Okay. But, because, you know, you talk about meta narratives and stuff like yes. that. I'm pretty sure there's a joke about that. Rick and Morty has some really clever writing. They have an entire episode, which is just a parody of heist films, which is really funny, funny and really well done. That is all due to Dan Harmon. I can say that with confidence because Dan Harmon... Who is
0: the other guy that got fired? Justin
1: Roiland. Okay.
0: So I have watched...
1: I have watched... Rick and Morty, which is by Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon, and I have watched Solar Opposites, the first season of it, which is just Justin Roiland, and I have watched Community, which is just Dan Harmon. I can say with confidence that all of the cleverness in Rick and Morty comes from Dan Harmon. I can say that with confidence. Community is a TV series about a lawyer who got caught fake, like lying that he had a law degree, being forced to go to community college to get his degree, or else he will be disbarred. And so it's an enti- it's the entire series is just about this deadbeat dude uh, making friends in community college and becoming a better person. And a lot of the episodes,
0: um, and that's where we get the ha gay, yeah, yeah. That that is where that comes from. Ha gay. <laughs> Me and my buddies back home, like we would do that to each other all the time. We I would just use that. I would. I
1: actually highly recommend Community. I said this to just, just understand this. Most likely you won't watch it. Fine. <laughs> I would rather you watch Futurama to Community, but Community is very good. It's very funny. It's also very, it's surprisingly heartfelt. I said this to Luke off air. Futurama is one of the only two sitcoms I know of that has made me emotional while I watch it. Because Futurama is has some genuinely good dramatic moments in it. They're one of my favorite episodes of TV is in Futurama, where it's just about Fry. Discovering the fossilized remains of his dog that he owned when he lived in the 20th century, and trying to bring him back, and it's one of the most heartfelt, uh, bittersweet episodes of television out there. And it makes—I I have a friend. I'll—I'll—I'll uh, I'll, I'll keep him nameless until for now, just because I don't want to name too many people. Um, but I have a friend who also loves Futurama, and I brought up that episode while I was talking to him once, and <laughs> and he and I mentioned that episode. He just goes, "Man." That episode! And I was like, dude, what's wrong with it? Because I thought I didn't like it. He goes, it's sad!
0: <laughs> Man, F that episode!
1: It yeah. sad! It was sad! Um, but so, Futurama is one of the only two sitcoms that has made me emotional. Community is the other
0: one. I don't think I've ever had a show make me emotional. That I'm aware of.
1: I mean, not many do it for me, but Futurama and Community... Community, so... Futurama... Did it because of just genuinely (laughs) great dramatic storytelling they did. Community did it. I'll be honest, I think part of the reason Community made me a little more emotional is because I really connected with it. Yeah. Because the last couple of seasons are about these people who have become friends. They're all now starting to graduate and move on. Mm Mm-hmm. And so they... They're at that point in life. Yeah, and I'm at that point in life, so it kind of like was giving me an existential crisis a little bit, seeing them go through what I'm going through. Exactly. But... um. On the other side of the spectrum, Solar Opposites by Justin Roiland... The the, the autism spectrum? No. Aww. (laughs) Solar Opposites by Justin Roiland is just Rick and Morty but dumber. It's the same kind of jokes, but they
0: are... Rick and Morty but South Park? No, because South Park's good. Well, I mean like as in like level of dumbness on something.
1: No, it's like family guy level I'd say. Oh, okay. It's so th- like
0: m- much dumber, much much yep. dumber.
1: It's it's basically all the jokes you would expect yeah. from a Rick and Morty type show but with none of the extra none of the clever work put in to justify mm-hmm. them. It's like m- Rick and Morty will have m- Rick and Morty will have a an episode that like parodies Total Recall or something. They got all these different references to Total Recall in it. They've got meta commentary on the movie and how it affects all that
0: it's got and then family guy like throws in some like backwards metaphor and they reference like total recall and have yeah. it completely wrong
1: yeah th- so there's that and i was actually going to say like they they have all these intricate references and all these homages that can tell you that show you they really know the genre that they're parodying mm-hmm. and then they sneak a dick joke in there somewhere whereas family guy is just Dick joke after dick joke after dick joke, which is kind of which is what Solar Opposites is. It is all of that. It is the immature comedy without the veneer of clever writing. I love
0: that you used that word, yeah. veneer. Yeah, that that immediately reminds me of V for Vendetta, <laughs> which I love that movie. I love that movie so much. But let's now segue back to our original topic, <laughs> uh, Riddick. Uh, so we finished family. All three. Yeah, Riddick. Family. Family. Uh, The entire time as we were watching the last movie here this evening, we were just making, I was just making family jokes half the time. Like, you know why he's that way? Because family. Because family.
1: Yeah, this is what I'm saying. We need to figure out how to start recording ourselves while we're watching stuff. Yeah. So that we can get that raw commentary in.
0: Yeah, it, it, it may be just one of those things where we just, like, put headphones in or something about nature.
1: Yeah, I, I want to figure that out because right now, we're hitting it. Right now, we're actually hitting it. We're, like, I'm getting a lot of laughs out of this, so I know this will be fun to re-listen to. But there have been times where I'm just like, man, this is fun, but it's not hitting the same way that it yeah. does. We're, like, we're watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and then I pause it because I think of one joke, and that spirals off into, like... Into
0: some giant rabbit hole. Yeah,
1: half an hour... Like half an hour of just us discussing discussing different things, which ends with me calling you a cuck for liking Dragon Ball or something. Uh, yeah, and uh,
0: me referring to your incelness when it comes to Attack on Titan. <laughs> uh, but
1: dude, Attack on Titan! I, t- <coughs> I told you this off air. I need to say it on air too. Attack on Titan next month. <laughs> uh, yes. All right, it's going to be airing Attack on Titan: The Final Season, Part Three, Part One. Cancer.
0: <laughs> it's just like saying Star Wars: The Prequel, su- the Prequel Trilogy, Episode One: The Phantom Menace, having it all in the title. Well it's, I, instead of just calling Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace? Well, no, dude, it's not even like that. It's, it, it feels like they I have ta-
1: like too many titles. You're, there is the title thing, but I, it's not just that. So is th-
0: the cancer that is Attack on Titan? Not
1: just that. So they. <laughs> The final season of Attack on Titan started in like 2020 or something like that, and it's still going. And part of the reason for that is because they announced it was the final season of the anime before the manga had ended, which you should never do (laughs) when you're like, the source material's not done, but we're saying it's the final. And so, what they've basically done is because they can't make any more seasons. Because this is called The Final Season. And they just have
0: to keep extending it. Yeah, they
1: just have to keep calling it The Final Season Part 1, The Final Season Part 2. Five years later, The Final Season Part 3, Part 1, and then The Final Season Part 3, Part 2. Watch. And I hope... And watch in two
0: years is going to be The Final Season Part 4.
1: And Yeah, so literally what happened is they aired... Part, part-
0: 4, Part 1.5. Yeah, they aired Part <laughs> 1, and then they aired Part 2. I, I The thing I don't get is like... Why do they have to call it parts? Why can't they just call it season? Because it's the final season. They can't use the season title anymore. Why, why do they have to use parts? They back themselves into a corner. Why do they? Like, they just call well, it because because like they season th- one, box set one, season one, box set two, season one, box set three. Like I understand that. Like that makes more sense to yeah. me. But season one part one or season three. No, last season part uh, last part uh third part part well one, the reason uh, for it ugh. Well, the reason for There's it so is so much like confusion
1: with Well, it. the reason for it is because each part is the size of a normal season. They just can't call them normal seasons because they've called the because they called they called season 4 the final season and now they are technically on season 6 and they but they've still got to They still call haven't it. finished. It. Yeah, but they still got to call it the final season. And the reason why I say part 3 part 1 right now is because what's going to air next month is an hour is like a feature length television special and the studio announced that they didn't have the manpower to edit to produce all of the like different ch- all of the content on <coughs> the manga they just didn't have the they didn't have the manpower to produce all of that in a timely fashion for this upcoming season and so they basically said we've got to split the final part into two parts so i'm like you literally split it into attack on titan the final season part three part one because you said that you couldn't fit it all into part into part three you're just like (sighs) yeah dude i legit like maybe i'm just a sociopath and can't and don't have it and don't have any empathy i don't i actually don't understand why people still like attack on titan
0: I like. I I've always been one who's just always strayed away from Attack on Titan. Like, let's be honest.
1: Well, I I went to it. the reason why it, uh, I gravitated towards it when it was at its height is because if you ever look at a, a volume of Attack on Titan in a bookstore, yeah. If you flip it over to the back and read the reviews on the back, I I believe it was Io9 called called it Japan's equivalent of the Walking Dead, and I and were like, ooh. And I love the Walking Dead comic books, and I love. I need to read those as well. Yeah, those are real. The first 126 issues of it are really good, and then everything behind there. I wouldn't say any of it's bad,
0: but it gets pretty meh. Like it, it kind of mellows, or whatever. Yeah,
1: there are, there are 192 issues in total, and the first the first 126 are really good. And there's a two year time, not two year, like more like five year time skip after 126. So you actually could stop there if you wanted to yeah. and have a full story. I'm just throwing that out there, but so I love the comics. I check out the Walking Dead comics. Yeah, I like the first five seasons of the TV series, but I so I was just in the big Walking Dead phase, and so I picked up Attack on I was Titan the same way. First
0: yeah. five, I was good with. Yeah, and then after they left Terminus, I was just kind of done right there.
1: I stuck in. I stuck. <coughs> I stuck around a bit longer than that. I could. I could talk for like an hour about why yeah. I jumped ship in season six, but I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. So I went to Attack on Titan, and I really liked the first season, I was like, man, this really is like Japan's version of The Walking Dead. And I really liked the second season, I was like, I'm still liking it. And, I'm saying season, I read the manga, because at this point, there was only one season of it, so I read the manga to keep up with the story. Mm -hmm. And then in season three, I liked the first half, and then I got to the second half, and I was like, oh, I don't like this anymore. This is bad. (laughs) Well, what happened was, in the Return to Shiganshina arc, which is the most popular arc of the series, most normies will point to that
0: I shouldn't say normies that most normal Attack on Titan fans. Yeah. I I I I, I don't I don't
1: know I don't know if it was the Holy Spirit or not, but I just felt something in me say like hey, sh- don't don't just throw insults. So I was yeah. like, I'm gonna pull back on that. But most people um, who like Attack on Titan will say that the Return to Shiganshina arc is the best arc. It's not. It has so what it what that arc has Is it starts out really good. The first half of the Return to Shiganshina arc was where I was most invested in the series up to that point. It was very good. And then, so I'm going to show you a picture, (coughs) Luke. Sure. Of of something from the Return to Shiganshina arc. And I'm going to show you exactly where I lost all of my, the series lost all of its luster for me involves a specific character and this character his name is armin arlert uh it's pronounced slightly differently in the anime his name is armin arlert he used to be probably my f- second or third favorite character why would it be lert wouldn't it
0: be r because
1: because the manga translated that l as an r because L's and R's are pronounced the same in Japanese. Okay. So Funimation pr- translated it Armin Ar-Lelt. and the manga translated it Armin Arlert. So Oh, uh, that's annoying.
0: Cancer.
1: So I'm gonna I'm showing Luke two images right now. So one character is scorched alive. This is Armin. He is scorched alive. So what happened is <coughs> he was basically Burned to a crisp. Like here is a picture of him for you, Luke. Afterwards, he is crispy. Li- yeah, he is literally for any. Since you guys can't see what's on the computer right now, he is literally, l-
0: literally looks like burnt chicken.
1: Yeah, literally burnt to a crisp. His clothes have been burned off. Uh, his hair has been singed off. Like l- like
0: it, he doesn't even look like he has lips anymore because yeah, he's burned so bad. He
1: doesn't have lips anymore. He quite literally looks like. So like if Almost him, mummified. Yeah, he looks mummified. He looks like... So if you've ever watched an, a super edgy R-rated show where they like show you burnt corpses, <laughs> he looks like that. If you were imagining... Had, like-
0: kind of relative to, to um, Indiana Jones and the uh, the third one. What is it? Uh, uh Last Crusade. Yeah, The Last Crusade. In that section where the one guy goes to drink. Oh, and yeah, comp- where and he turns old really quickly. Yeah, he starts to turn old really quickly before he hits skeleton
1: phase. Like that moment right yeah. there. But so, would you say that he is dead in that picture?
0: Uh, 100%. Also,
1: I, I forgot to also mention, he uh, he fell roughly 100 and 100-ish feet uh, onto that hard surface
0: right there. Give me a second. I have to do something real quick. I'm sorry.
2: Calculator.
0: <laughs> uh Okay. Luke's pulled out his calculator like a nerd. Shut up. Okay.
1: I actually don't know what he's calculating right now. How fast he would have been traveling. Ah. Uh, he he weighs I think roughly
0: 150. Uh terminal velocity. He would have
1: died. Oh, so who is that ter- That is so funny that you can calculate that. I'm s- I wish I had had you in my corner when I was debating people who said it makes sense that he survived this. Because he does survive Terminal
0: velocity is anywhere between 120 to 125 miles per hour. And he fell roughly 100 feet. 121 miles an hour is what he fell at. So he fell at... At at hitting, he was at 121 miles an hour. Okay, so... So Impact, 121, dead. Yeah, and he's also burns like that. And also,
1: so something that someone else... Um, In the Attack on Titan fandom, who also doesn't like this moment, pointed out to me. So what, what you're looking at right here, Luke, is he has anchored himself. There's a story reason for why he did it. He anchored himself to the thing that was burning him because the longer it emits hot sort of steam to burn people, it sort of dissolves its own body to do that. So he's basically trying to weaken it by sacrificing his own life. And so he's angered to it, and he point out in the anime. This is also in the manga, but it's even clearer in the anime. He, he's like this: this the force of the steam is so hard that it's blown him completely back. Honestly, he probably snapped his spine because he's basically folded in half. <laughs> and they pointed out the steam that it's burning that burned off his hair, burned off his lips, singed his body black. Is also going up his nostrils right now. It yeah, was, so it's burning
0: his internal uh, yeah, organs as well. And it, also, not to mention it's pushing so much pressure against his brain that it was probably burning the brain at the same time. Yeah. Instantaneously.
1: Yeah, and so burning his insides, certainly burning his lungs. And so I was convinced when I read this in the manga that he had died, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever because he's one of the main characters. Killing off a main character, that's the kind of thing that only Jojo does. Only Jojo has the guts to do something like that in anime. And so, no, he survives... And so what happens is the episode after this is a 20 minute long debate between the main character and another character about whether or not they have this thing called Titan Serum, which will turn you into a Titan. For those of you who don't know an attack on Titan, Titans are basically giant 50 story zombies. So they have a Titan Serum that can turn him into a Titan to save his life. And they also have someone with them who has the Titan power ability. And if you feed someone with that, which is the Titan ability is the ability to turn into a Titan and turn back. So you don't turn into a zombie. You turn into an intelligent version of it. They've got someone that they captured who has that ability. And if you feed someone with that ability to a normal Titan, they will get that ability so they can return. So basically, they have the ability to save Armin's life at this moment if he's still alive. Uh Which he shouldn't be. The reason they know he's alive in the anime is because they can hear him breathing. With lungs that should be charred black. Charred. Disintegrated.
0: Obliterated.
1: Yeah. And so they can hear him and they have a 20... The episode is 20 minutes. They debate for 20 minutes about whether or not they should see the When a person life. is
0: in that state, you don't have 20 minutes. You maybe have one max. Yeah. And that is being courteous.
1: And so people have told me I've been unfair about this because they they will say obviously it's obviously in universe this isn't supposed to take like 20 minutes that's just how it looks that's just how it translates to a scripted format i'm like no that is that is this episode is entirely dialogue this i is, may
0: have uh, now that i think about it go ahead keep going but
1: you know what i'm talking about where like sometimes movies will play with timelines and based on what they show you like montage and stuff like that and some what you see on screen isn't necessarily how long it would take. But for this, it's like, no. They are talking to each other. They are exchanging arguments. There is no way that this could have taken less than the amount of time it is shown because there's no way that they could have had these conversations quicker. You know what I mean? <coughs> this is a debate in real time. They waited 20 minutes to save his life, and they do save his life. They give him the ejection. He survives. It is that moment is what catapulted me out of attack on titan armin survived anyone listening to this i would really encourage you hold on let me see this for a second um attack on titan armin are alert burned uh yeah just go so anyone listening to this just for reference just go to google and and search attack on titan armin Arlert burn and just go to images and look at what
0: like it's the first two images there
1: yeah look at the first two images and know that he was in that state after falling at terminal velocity on i think
0: it was terminal velocity i want to confirm it close enough
1: after falling even if it's not terminal velocity after falling 100 feet onto this hard onto this rooftop this hard tiled rooftop and he is in this state and he survives like that for 20 minutes when he shouldn't have survived for even one let's be honest he should have been dead as soon as he hit that roof
0: Meters, whoa. and they
1: save his life and that catapulted me out of attack on titan i it, i never got back the best arc of attack on titan is the arc that immediately comes after this and even
0: with then with
1: he the, fell a hundred feet I would say roughly. I don't know the exact measurements, but I would say roughly a hundred feet.
0: Uh, would you say it would would definitely be more?
1: Uh, probably not more. Probably sitting. I might be pushing it a little, even saying
0: a hundred. Maybe you can call it a hundred. Okay. Yeah. Let's say between eighty to a hundred feet. Okay, so I'm gonna go with that number. And how much did you say he weighs? Um, go back.
1: Uh, what'd you do? What'd you touch? Well, going to his anime page isn't going to give you the numbers. You have to go to his n- manga page for that. He is... Um, at the time of this, he was 100... No. He was... Throw. No. The, uh, or 55. Yeah, he was 55 kilograms.
0: You can put it in there. 55.
1: Energy at impact.
0: <laughs> uh, He actually wasn't going horribly fast. No, that's meters per second. Which is... 88 kilometers an hour. (coughs) He may have been close to terminal velocity. Well, either way. Yeah. Even if you
1: discount terminal velocity, you look at the injuries he had and how they would have been inward and outward. His lungs would have been gone. He should not have lived even a minute.
0: Now we gotta figure this out.
1: (laughs) How far did he fall? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, it's not gonna say. So he was attached. (coughs) He was roughly eye level with a Titan that's 150 meters. But he landed on a rooftop, the roof of a building, and I don't know how tall the building was. How many
0: stories was the building? Uh. Probably two stories. Okay, so you figure two stories. Each story is a roughly ten foot. uh, Eight eight to ten feet tall. Okay. Um, then, um, adding a roof, you could probably add an additional five to six feet. So, twenty-six feet. Um, I hate how, like, anal I'm being about this, but I (laughs) love it at the same time. Um... If it illustrates. And so he was at eye level on a colossal beast, a uh, colossal Titan, guys. So eye level in ratio. It's only about six inches on me, which is one twelfth. And one twelfth of 150. Um, all the maths, like right now. This I was is... looking
1: at something on Reddit just now. There was a Reddit post about Armin surviving that fall. I was hoping to find something equivalent to what I've experienced discussing this with online attack on Titan. <laughs> so, <clears throat> we can agree, Luke, you and I can, maybe people listen to this one, that Armin should not have survived that at all. No. Uh. So,
0: let's go with I have... 150...
1: The reason why I really do. Why I'm. The reason why I find it so funny when you make fun of Attack on Titan fans or the Attack on Titan fandom, I have spoken to people. I've debated this issue with people who, like, when I argued them into the corner that he should not have survived any of those injuries, they say, You're reading a series about 50 foot tall giants that eat people. Why are you asking for realism? And it makes me want to shoot myself in the head. Oh, gosh. Because. We have, to, we have to talk about this thing called... Uh, why am I blanking on the term? Suspension of disbelief. We have to talk about sus- suspension of disbelief. Because most stories you watch, they operate on the same logic as our world. Sure. Any exceptions to that rule have to be noted. For example, Star Wars. We assume that you can't survive in space in Star Wars universe without help without suits without oxygen you know what i mean yeah however this the star wars universe has something called the force and lightsabers that our universe doesn't have which is why the star wars universe makes sure to lay out the rules for them and explain here are the limits of this stop star- most story most storytellers understand that i would say just most people in intri- Intrinsically understand that just because you're telling a story with certain supernatural elements, that does not mean that they're that does not mean that anything goes. Yeah, because you have to be able to process what's going on. The reason I left, I lost all investment in Attack on Titan in that arc is because I watched is because I watched a character go through something that should not have been ever should not have in a million years been survivable just for a, on a this normal fact. person. 57 miles an 57 hour? 57
0: miles an hour. Still, like, if you take 57 miles an hour to the head, because did he, like, was he falling, like, back first? Was he falling head first? Was he falling... He
1: was, like, sort of back, sort of halfway between back and head. He probably would have broken
0: his neck based on it's, how he Insta-break your neck there. There's no getting out of that. Plus, they would hit the back of your head. It hit the pituitary. Like, all that, so... Yeah. Definitely insta-death. So, when you show me that...
1: Him surviving that, and by the way, I was <coughs> the thing that that appealed to me most about Attack on Titan.
0: This is before I discovered JoJo. I think Am it's pituitary, maybe something else. Probably.
1: This is before I discovered JoJo and knew what um actual stakes looked like in an anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that Attack on Titan was one of the most had some of the most realistic stakes ever because they did kill off main character, not main characters. They've never they've killed off like five main characters maybe in 10 years um but i what appealed to me about an attack on titan what i'm counting what appealed to me in attack on So they,
0: they've killed jonathan
1: oh you're talking about jojo yeah so jo- <coughs> yeah jonathan
0: wait. joseph um no they didn't kill joseph
1: yeah they did joseph's alive they brought him back with dio's blood
0: yeah, you're right. So you're right. no, I'll do spoilers.
1: It. Yeah, I'll do it for you because I've got. this So I don't count villains in main characters, obviously. So in terms of main characters <clears throat> who have been killed off in JoJo, I also go with die of old age because if you include that, you've got Jonathan Zeppeli, Speed, Jonathan Caesar. And, yeah, Jonathan and Zeppeli died in part one. Uh, Caesar Stroheim Speedwagon um, died in part two.
0: Cockyoin. We don't count Stroheim there. (laughs) We don't count Stroheim, because he died valiantly at the Battle of Stalingrad. He did not die in the storyline with cars. Okay, well then we
1: can't count Speedwagon either, because he didn't die in that storyline. So, Caesar's the only one who died in part two. Part three, you've got um, Kakyoin, Iggy, Abdul all died. Iggy. Yeah, Iggy's a sad one. No one, no main, no main characters actually died in part four. <clears throat> part four is the only part so far where no main characters died. Interesting. In part five, that's why you like it so much. Yeah. <laughs> part, no one dies in part five. Uh, spoilers for JoJo, I guess, especially for you because you're not, <coughs> you're not going to watch part five. It's fine. Yeah. Um, part part five is
0: the weird one to me.
1: <laughs> part five: uh, Bucchiarati, Narancha, Abakio. I can't remember if anyone else, I think it's those three die. It's usually a rough, it averages out to about three people, <coughs> to like three main characters per arc die. Except for Stone Ocean.
0: We don't talk about Stone Ocean right now. Yeah,
1: which is what we're watching, so I'm not going to tell you that. I'm just going to say, Stone Ocean has the highest uh, body count of any of the arcs.
0: Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> Stone Ocean, <laughs> literally, so, it's basically they're like Oprah. You get a kill, and you get a kill, and you get, get a kill, you
2: get
1: to die, and you get to die. Everybody <laughs> gets, gets to die.
0: <laughs> Gosh, Stone Ocean is what I was promised. Attack on Titan was anyway. Stone Ocean is great though. Like from what I've seen already, like Stone Ocean pretty funny. Well, yeah,
1: I was promised that Attack on Titan would be great, and Stone Ocean is that. But not Attack on Titan, (laughs) no. Um, So, well, actually, can we circle
0: back to Riddick? Yes,
1: we we can be done with this. I just want (coughs) to I just want to put out there: most people who have read the Attack on Titan manga hate the ending. They say the ending ruined Attack on Titan. Most people watching the anime are going to agree with that once you've seen the anime. So, anyone who's listening to this who has not read the Attack on Titan manga but is a fan of the anime, I got news. I got news for you. You're not going to be fans for much longer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I am one of the few people on Earth who has the correct opinion concerning Attack on Titan, which is it was be- it was already turning bad as early as season three. <laughs> yes.
0: So, circling back to family. Family. <laughs> okay. So, honestly, like as we had said before, like I said, my favorite is the first one, Pitch Black. Yours is the first or the third one yeah honestly there's so much to unpack with that series just because of how really good it is to be honest it is um three individual movies you can watch them in a weekend easy if you try hard enough you can watch them all in a day like star wars i've watched the entire ot in one day that's easy
1: no i want no i watched the prequels in one
0: day bro that's easy yeah, I know. I've watched the prequels, the OT, and Rogue One all in one day. I wanted to watch all. It's s- called Star Wars Day Marathon. Man. I wanted to watch
1: all six in one day, but for some reason I couldn't. And then, like the following day, I couldn't. Didn't have time to <coughs> watch all three. So I watched the prequel trilogy in one day, and then watched one of the originals each day
0: following. <laughs> yeah on star wars day like the the goal for me always is to at least watch three Mm. and that is the minimum and if i can't perform that then it's just like oh well this sucks oh
1: by the way before we get back to riddick since we're on star wars for a minute i've got an idea for an arc i want to do on this podcast Mm. oh gosh have you ever watched the mr plinkett reviews of the prequels i don't know who mr plinkett is do you know red letter media the youtube channel Yes. So, Red Letter Media made the Mr. Plinkett reviews, which are very famous.
0: Uh, they famously trashed
1: the prequels. It, was it
0: everything wrong with... No, that's CinemaSins. Okay, CinemaSins. No,
1: Red Letter Media... Essentially, all the hate that the prequels get these days from like older fans who were kids when the OT is there, most of their arguments stem from the Red Letter Media reviews. I've watched them. I can't stand them because... They make some good argument they make some good criticisms against the prequels, but also like so for example, I really want to at least hit their um Phantom Menace review. Cause the Phantom yeah. Menace review is easy to do because each of their reviews are an hour and a half in total. Yeah. But the Phantom Menace is split up into ten minute chunks. So we could watch those on a
0: podcast and comment on it. Yes. Which is what I'm envisioning, us commenting so, on this review. Like the the thing is that whole, reminds me of like one of the guys I went to college with. He was a huge Attack on Titan fan. He was. Okay? He was also, like, a huge fan of SAO that started out in the beginning. Huge fan of the fairy tale. But then he would also trash the prequels. And I'm just like, bro, the prequels were great. Yeah. Mind you, I understand Attack of the Clones was shady. Mm-hmm. But it's still good compared to what we have now, which is we don't talk about it. Yeah. Because we just know it's garbage, but then you have people obviously who will defend the sequels, and you just want to look at them and be like, "Oh, you are touched in the head." Yeah. Well, so here's
1: so I'm pretty sure part one of their Phantom Menace review is about the characters of the Phantom Menace, and I've got a I've got a question for you, Luke, to prime you for whenever we do this because we are going to do this. Darth Jar Jar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Luke, who would you say the main character of Star Wars Episode One is? The main character? Yeah.
0: That's an extremely hard question. I don't think it is. I don't see like one particularly main character. I see one particular main focus that doesn't appear until about halfway through the movie. Well, there's that. But he's he's obviously not the main character because he just doesn't appear
1: until halfway through. Though. Yeah, I, I, I guess Obi-Wan maybe? I would say Qui-Gon. Okay. So I would say Qui-Gon's the main character
0: because he's there from the beginning. He's pushing the plot forward. It follows him and all of his... Okay. All of his... I, I like I didn't know honestly how to answer that question just because it's just like I don't know I've yeah. never thought of it like the thing is this the main main character don't know the main characters can tell you well yeah that's the thing so because we have oh, like Amdala, we have the two Jedi we have uh, Anakin Anakin like those are four we don't worry about anybody else the rest of them are just supplemental
1: yeah no you, you guys... got
0: Jar- no no
1: Jar Jar is a main
0: character my bad R two. R2. R2's not a main character. Bro, R2 is my boy. He doesn't show up till like halfway through. By <laughs> the No, he doesn't. He shows up as they're leaving the Naboo. As they're trying to go through the uh, the Trade Federation yeah, that's blockade. Like, yeah, that's like three quarters
1: of the way through the movie.
0: No bull freaking crap, dude. They haven't even made it to Tatooine yet. They go to Tatooine, then they go to Corazon, and then they come back to Naboo. So
1: anyway.
2: It's like three quarters of the way through the movie.
0: <laughs> but so...
1: Their first point, their first criticism <coughs> is the Phantom Menace is bad because it doesn't have a main character, which it has main characters. Well, here's the response to that. I can I can think of many many stories that so it's hard to it's hard to unpack because they make multiple points. They say there's no main character, and then they go through all the different reasons that disqualify people, and they say, well, Qui- some people say it's Qui-Gon, but he can't be the main character. Well, here's the question. No, 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 let me finish. Let me finish with this autism.
2: Okay, tism, Some tism. Some
1: people say that it's Qui-Gon, but he can't be the main character because he dies at the end. <clears throat> Luke, can you think of any stories where the main character dies at the end? Huh, JoJo's Bizarre adventure part one. Well, besides that, go for, for, like, a movie. I'll tell you one. Logan. I haven't watched Logan, but it's fine. Oh, my gosh. I'll give you you a classic one. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. They die at the end. Oh, no! I guess Shakespeare sucks now! Because he doesn't have a main character, according to these people on the
0: internet. The thing is, this, like, it, it doesn't have a main character, period, okay? So it's just like you have to have one central main character? Well that's the look one. at look at any of the Fast and Furious movies past 4. There's main characters. Well look
1: at look at Game of Thrones, the most popular television series in the world for like 5 years. <coughs> yeah. There was no main character in there. Yeah. They were. There was a main cast, which is what you. Talk, which is why I'm saying this takes. There. There are multiple levels of autism to that criticism, where they say there's no main character, and that you makes you mean ba- that
0: ignorance and stupidity at the same time. Oddly, <laughs> so <And> that dichotomy. <laughs> so
1: there are. So you say there. There's no main character, and that's bad. Well, I can name you lots of stories where there's not a singular main character. That is there. So, like, you've already got to knock that out. It's that, it's that thing where you say, I have this idea for this rule for how stories have to be. And if you don't meet my rule, then it's a bad story. Where it's like, no, you can tell a story that doesn't have
0: <coughs> a defined main character. It can have a main cast. Well, my like my retort to them also is this, with the main cast. The newest Jumanji movies. Yeah. Yeah. There's not one singular person that's more important than the rest because they all have character development yeah and that's what I'm getting at where they say
1: they where they don't like the criticism look like, there's no main character Or oh, another one it's even
0: better series of unfortunate events yeah the the Baudelaire children mind you I can't choose between which one of the two older ones is more important I would say Count Olaf <laughs>
1: he's weak <laughs> he's clearly <laughs> the main character. <laughs> Have you seen
0: the Netflix series? I've seen a lot of it. Okay. Uh, I, like, I, I prefer Jim Carrey over Neil Patrick Harris, but Neil Patrick Harris does a really good job. He
1: did way better than I thought he would. I thought yeah. that was a terrible casting when they announced it, but he did really good. But yeah, Jim Carrey is... Jim Carrey yes.
0: <laughs> Boodle, children. <laughs> I love the gag where like... He, well, like he's got, where he's like, I don't know their names, and he pops his hands open just to figure out what their names yeah, are because he, he got had them wrote up them down. down. His names. Yeah. <laughs> but so Klaus, <laughs> yeah.
1: Klaus. But so there is no main character. That's bad. No, it's not. Here are a bunch of stories where there is no defined main character, and then. The, and then, <sighs> as you're explaining that, they have gone on to their next point, which is it can't be Qui Gon because he dies at the end. It's like, oh my god, I'm literally about to OD on the absolute so
0: toxic, toxic. Oh, it's just like you're so stupid. I'm hey. about,
1: I am literally about to OD on the like train wreck that is this.
0: I just want to you walk know. over to my movies I have here, okay, and just look through them and say,
2: oh, they, this this person, oh, 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 perfect movie, The Raven, with freaking John Jusack.
0: Yeah.
2: Main but, character dies at the end.
0: What else is... Spoilers. There? Spoilers. Um, uh, Color Out of Space. Color Out of Space, with, uh, freaking, uh, Nicolas Cage, he was the main character in the entire thing. Here's,
1: a, another one. Uh, movies... Where the main character dies. Uh, Carrie! Yeah, I guess she does die at the end. Continue with that <clears throat> this... I'm gonna go all the way to the bottom of this list. Citizen Kane! Literally one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> main character dies in it! <clears throat> the Crow. Dude! the crow is so good actually uh, I don't know, this isn't a good use to, here it is imdb that's even better braveheart
0: <laughs> yeah braveheart titanic titanic braveheart the six, six, six cents hey spoilers on the six cents my guy 300 Three hundred. phenomenal movie gladiator phenomenal i was saving, one of the movies i was forgetting
1: saving private ryan the room
0: <laughs> that's a funny <laughs> we one we don't include tommy was out in this uh review
1: but here's a, here's my point. So um, the Red Letter Media channel rose to fame because of those reviews, and they're considered like amazing critics because they took down the Star Wars prequels. It's like by their logic, Titanic, Braveheart, The Sixth Sense, Three Hundred, Gladiator, Saving Private Ryan, all terrible movies because there's no there's no
2: main character.
0: Also, the room. <laughs> <laughs> Even though that one clearly... Like, hereditary, okay? I've heard a lot of people like hereditary. I know so, it's, like, pretty messed up. So, yeah,
1: we need... We
0: need... We need to do an entire thing on the, the, the issues of red-letter media. Yeah. So, okay. um, back to our original topic again. Riddick. Honestly, like, I love the movies. Let's be honest. They're phenomenal. Uh... A lot of people kind of dumped on them. And it's just because it's more like they're a cult following. It's not you. No, I just got an email
1: saying that some of my passwords were found online in a data leak or something. Oh, great. So now I need to to figure out what passwords those were so that I can fix
0: that. Bro, dude. Let me check if I got any. Oh, I need to hop off of that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> God, they're gonna ask me to put in my password i don't even remember my password for this oh well it's not really an oh well gosh i mean dude it's such a pain to have to reset my google password because then because i put it in and i've and it resets everything on my laptop so i got uh,
0: speaking of speaking of prequel trilogies i noticed the background on your phone there yeah. buddy yeah it's it's the most famous fight from any movie in my opinion. Yeah. It is the Darth Maul Qui-Gon Obi-Wan fight. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, one of the greatest fight scenes ever created. Dude, uh, if not the
1: greatest. Dude, if you put like a picture of yourself and your girlfriend as your wallpaper, you're a cuck. It needs to
0: be a Star Wars fight. Oh, I have Soul Eater. Just, nice. Just because it's a really good it's a, like a really cool fisher. Yeah. And it's pretty early on in the series, so it doesn't ruin anything. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so Riddick, uh, really love the whole premise of the movie. We're following Richard B. Riddick. Just a cool, weird dude with this thing that they call a shine job on his eyes. So his eyes just basically look like mirrors on Yeah, he
1: got, uh, Riddick. So I guess we'll just go into the full history of Riddick. He is a convicted felon, mass murderer. They never really get into who he killed or why. He's just a murderer who's wanted, who's got multiple bounties on his head for murder. And at one point, while he was serving time in prison, he got a surgery. He got a surgery done on his eyes so that he could see in. That would allow him to see in the dark, and that's called a shine job, which causes his eyes. He basically. It, so the way his eyes look is, it looks like he's got cataracts, and it looks like he's got cataracts on his eyes, and there's a lamp inside of his eyes shining on the cataracts. So they're like mur- milky and cloudy with like a light inside of them, is how that is how it looks. Yeah. What are you looking
0: at? I was looking to see if they gave any like early on stuff or whatever. They probably don't. There was a Lord Marshall that was the one who originally tried to kill all the Furian males. Yeah.
1: So the the backstory that they give on him in Chronicles of Riddick, which is the second which is second movie I should probably stay close to the mic. No, you're but fine. It'll pick you
0: up, no problem.
1: Weren't people complaining that we were too quiet though? Like if I get super far back like this, won't no, I be No, no, it'll
0: it'll be fine still. Alright. <sighs>
1: I just needed to stretch. Um, where was I going with this? So the backstory given on him in the second movie, The Chronicles of Doom, <clears> is <throat> that there is a prop... So there are... Picture the Empire from Star Wars, except everyone, it, except everyone in the Empire... It, the Empire is made up entirely of zombies who worship death.
0: Yes. Called the Necromongers. Yeah, and
1: they're and they're not like shuffling zombies. They're like zombie. They're like they're people. They're they're breathing. They're they act normally. It's just they're undead.
0: They've gone through this process that allows them to see death and it allows them to have extra powerful yeah, abilities. And
1: yeah, whatever. they're undead. They have supernatural abilities and they basically worship death. And the leader of them, who is called the Necromonger, uh, received a prophecy when Riddick was born that he would be killed by a male Furian. Riddick is a Furian. He's from the planet Furia, and so he, <coughs> and so in response, he had every male Furian that had been born in like the last year or yeah, something. The, the
0: Lord Marshal was the person who was, uh, uh, the, right? Yeah, presumed to uh, be the one who was uh, worried about a Furian warrior being his downfall.
1: Yeah, and so he, and so he killed all the Furians that had been born in the last like year in a situation that was clearly inspired by the stories of Moses and Jesus because amen those things happened to those two and you can't you can't write a story about a main character without referencing Jesus in some way amen <laughs> uh and so then Riddick grew up this is where this is where the story of this the stories of Riddick and Jesus branch off sure Jesus grew up and became the messiah like peaceful preaching preaching peace prince of peace Ushering in an era of peace for everyone who believed. In yeah, him. Riddick
0: was the complete yeah. opposite. Riddick
1: man. grew up and became a mass murderer, <laughs>
0: obviously. <laughs> so,
1: oh, and one <clears throat> thing is, um, it's mentioned that he that um, the necromongers actually did try to kill Riddick. Like specifically, he did almost kill Riddick. It's just for some reason Riddick survived. I don't know why, but he tried to kill Riddick by choking him to death with his own umbilical cord. That was his
0: mother. It was it was stated in that uh, it says. Um, in later life he had repressed it he came to believe that when he was born his mother attempted to strangle him and left him in a trash bin behind a liquor store he, that's what he believed I'm pretty sure it's confirmed um, but the guy who turned Lord Marshall would attack Fury and attempt to massacre all male babies going as far as personally strangling newborn infant, infants with theirs yeah so it, he was presumed to be among those strangled, but he survived. yeah. and so it was either his mother or this dude who presumably strangled him with his own umbilical cord now, but per- he lived
1: now I'm pretty sure it's implied or confirmed in the in the second movie that it was. <coughs> it was um the Marshall dude. okay, Lord Marshall. yeah, but Riddick just remembers it as his mom, which to be fair, he was nu- he was a newborn. <laughs> Yeah. If you've still got your umbilical cord to be choked with, then you're probably pretty fresh out of the womb.
0: Where? <laughs> <laughs> how how young are you? I think it's fair enough. A day and a half? <laughs> I think it's fair enough for Riddick not to remember. <coughs> Honestly, he it probably shouldn't remember getting choked out at all. No, no. And so, uh, starting out this entire series is just about... Uh, He's being transported in the first movie uh, been, to a prison. He's and, been captured by a bounty hunter, and they—if I remember correctly—they fly through an
1: asteroid field, which takes them out and causes them to crash. The first movie. So everything we just said is in the second movie. The second movie is an action movie about Riddick being a prophesied dude who's like going to save the universe from this evil. From this. Um, from the Necromongers, this evil empire. The first movie the sets one pres- you in
0: this desolate wasteland. Of the eating. one that
1: preceded it, which was not going to be the start of a franchise, it was just a horror movie. It's just a horror movie about a serial killer and a bunch of other people getting stuck on a planet where a bunch of uh, where a bunch of carnivorous dinosaurs are, and they start eating people. And the serial killer and the other people have to work yeah, together to survive. They basically have crescent
0: moonheads. Yeah,
1: they're like, they're like pterodactyls that eat people. Yeah, the first movie, none of the stuff in the second movie about Riddick being like a prophesied Moses Jesus figure.
0: <coughs> none of that was thought up in the first movie. The first movie, he's just a serial killer. They, they gave a pred- the name for him. Preda- uh, Bioraptors ah. is the technical name for the creatures.
1: Okay. First movie is just about a serial killer trying to survive on... An alien planet. Yeah,
0: and trying like literally trying to get out because at the end of the movie it's basically... it's Because what happens is they land there and there's like two or three suns or something about nature. And so it's always daylight there. But at a certain time when all of the suns set, it becomes really dark for an exponential amount of time.
1: Now, you, the way you say that makes it sound like it's pretty regular. This is like a once every 20 years occurrence. Exactly. So uh, the way it works is the planet has like two or three suns multiple suns. And I want to say it was like 3. Yeah, and because of that it is always day on the planet because the suns are positioned in such a way that <coughs> the planet is always in daytime except for once every 20 years there is an eclipse that happens where all of those suns get positioned behind a planet that that is between uh that is, that is between them and those suns. And when that those planets go behind the sun, it becomes dark night on all of the planet, and these bioraptors, these carnivorous pterodactyls, which can only survive in darkness, are able to come out and eat whatever they want. Yeah, and they just happen to have crashed on the planet right when they the also make some happening.
0: of the weirdest noises. I don't even the bio raptors. Oh, I, yeah, you're right. I, rem- I remember now. I don't like that's not exactly how it is, but they just like these make these weird chirping noises. go no. We're not talking about a freaking crow here. I would do a crow right now, but I don't feel like messing with my voice and my nose.
1: Man, doing a crow just voice just makes me want to do impressions now. So I can do a mean Megatron. I am aware of this. I'm very aware of this.
2: Your so, s- your spark might be in the right place, Orion, but it will be it will take much for you to ever be in a place where you can once again hope to stand against me.
0: Okay. We get it. You voice act. <laughs>
1: I want to be a voice act. I, I, I want to replace Frank Welker as the voice of Megatron <laughs> when he un, when he actually no. I hope Frank Welker lives to a million and he voices Megatron forever.
0: But if he does or the it, franchise just dies out. One of the two. In which it then it ends in perfection. As long as they as long as they stay good, I'd want them yes. to keep going. So, we go from Pitch Black and then there was a small comic series that came out called Dark Fury. Which it's readable. You don't have to read it. Wait, There's wait, not... wait, Dark Fury. Uh, and actually, it may be animated.
1: Yeah, that's an animated short film. Oh, yeah. I have that. It can't, I got a I got a deluxe version of Chronicles of Riddick, which came with that packaged.
0: Oh, I was not aware of that. But so then you go into the Chronicles of Riddick, and he's dealing uh, with the necromongers. Yeah,
1: he's uh, he's being a Luke Skywalker and yes. taking down the the Emperor. And, and, and they were
0: on the the planet Helion Prime.
1: Yeah, and so the movie is basically about
0: it's it's just that he it's just basically they're being invaded by the necromongers. Yeah, the,
1: the the planet that he is on um, <clears throat> gets invaded, and Riddick escapes. But then he gets captured by bounty hunters and taken to a prison planet. Yeah, which that prison planet
0: is a bomb. Yeah. so freaking cool.
1: And then he escapes from there and returns to the necromonger homeworld, where he defeats the necromonger. Mm. Emperor Was it
0: the homeworld or was it like their home planet?
1: What is the difference between homeworld no, and home? No, not planet. planet, home ship or something like that. Either way, I I don't really I'm gonna be honest with you, Luke. I does not matter. Yeah. Um and he defeat he kills <clears> the <throat> necromonger leader, and the necromongers have a rule that you keep what you kill. So if you kill someone, you get their stuff. So he kills the necromonger emperor, and he be, gets to be emperor now. And yes. that's how the second movie ends. And then Here's the funny thing. So, Pitch Black was written and produced as a horror movie. was not intended to have other films. Sure. It made enough money back that the director and co writer decided he wanted to make a sequel, and he decided to take it in that completely different direction. Of the first movie was, the first movie was was a slash was essentially a slasher movie, monster movie sort of mix
0: set in space, and he helped Vin Diesel actually helped produce the second one.
1: Yeah, he became a producer. He was he also produced produced the third one. So the first the first movie was like a combination, but uh, the combination of a slasher movie and Alien. Yeah, it was like a combination of those two. Then the second movie is basically Star Wars, but with Vin Diesel.
0: Yeah, it 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 feels very much like that. What what I'm getting (laughs) (laughs) kind of like the uh, the scene where you see. I hate to reference it, but in the sequel trilogy, very first scene you see in Force Awakens. Basically, they're coming to this planet trying to find something or whatever. Yeah. But it's instead of being that, it's they're attacking an, an entire planet, taking it over, and doing whatever they want to it. Which yeah. is really just taking its people and then killing the planet. Yeah, and so so they can have more energy for their necromonger ways.
1: And what one of I'm, I'm getting to is there is a Riddick, Riddick. The Riddick series is one of the only series I know of that does this, where for the second movie they just completely shift and do a yeah. completely different genre. Which is something I find really fascinating about the Riddick movies and why they kind of appeal to me is they just go completely left field for that second movie. Yeah, like and it's so clear that that was just the director's vision of I I just want to do Star Wars now. Yeah. And so he took that. He took the characters of the characters that survived Pitch Black because there are a couple of others who reappear in uh, Chronicles yeah. of Riddick, and he brings them forward into that story. Um, Imam and Kira
0: and Jack. It was yeah. Jack.
1: Yeah, Jack and Kira are the same character.
0: Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, they yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, were. Yeah. yeah, and so, uh, but um chronicles of riddick did not do as well it did not make its money back so it's actually kind of surprising they got a third movie at all well, so
0: the thing is though pitch black came out in 2000 mm-hmm. chronicles of riddick came out in 04 yeah and then riddick came out in 2013 yeah they had to
1: wait a minute because um chronicles of riddick was not a financial success <clears throat> which is why riddick took so long to come out and that ends riddick is if you're following the storyline Riddick is about th- so Riddick starts with Riddick is in control of the um, imp- of the Necromonger Empire and it starts with him getting betrayed by uh, a couple of his lieutenants and dumped on a on and dumped on a deserted planet where which he ba- has no name yeah which he has to where, where he has to survive and um, bounty hunters show up because he sends a distress signal to lure people in so he can steal their ship they show up and he has to basically fight them off it is base it is and then as they fight um monsters end up showing up and attacking just like in the first one it's basically the story of the first movie told retold in the third one (coughs) and so it's really interesting what you get is a the first movie is just a horror movie
0: the second one is the action... The horror movie with the Bioraptors. Yeah. The second one is an action film with the Necromongers. Yeah, so... And Star Wars. And then the third one is the first one redone again uh, with a kind of different premise along the storyline. Yeah. But then now he has mud demons.
1: And and so what it feels like is they told a story that they an idea for a story that they had in the first movie. And then the second movie they had a completely different idea. They wanted to take it a completely different direction, and that didn't do well, so they just took it back to the original formula in uh the third movie, which is really interesting.
0: Yeah. And, it, how that wait, and the thing is this, they made almost 3 times the amount of money they had in the budget. Yeah, you got which is good.
1: You've got to factor in though. So we're talking about the, what the third movie did. It had a budget of thirty-eight million dollars and made eighty-eight <coughs> million. Yeah, something you have to factor in. I've learned this from like listening to a whole lot of different box office ana- anal- analysis analysts and stuff like that. Um, so what you do with budgets to know how much a movie made is you take the budget, which in this case would be thirty-eight million, and you double it. Uh, so du- seventy-six. Yeah, double the budget um, because to account for marketing. Sure. That that's the general rule that it's obviously not going to be the same every time, but they say that's a rule you should follow if you're analyzing how much money a movie made, always double the budget to account for marketing. So, yeah, it gets up into the 70s uh 76 million in that case. Yeah, it still made. Still made a bit of money, but then if you factor in like tic- like how- the theater cuts of stuff, it probably
0: broke even. Yeah. But uh, it was what's... close. Well, it, it did a good job in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I like I don't know how everybody else rated it. Um Rotten Tomatoes. I I have learned this about Rotten Tomatoes. It's trash.
1: Well, so it, it's trash. Rotten Tomatoes is trash now, but they used
0: to be reliable. <laughs> they were reliable, never in my opinion. Okay. Uh, my brother was tempted to go see this. By the way, <laughs> with my, my mom, my cocaine bear. Yeah. A my fr- gosh, cocaine bear. A
1: friend of mine is trying to get me to go see Cocaine Bear with him, and I just don't want to.
0: <laughs> Apparently, it's like a horror comedy. Yeah. Or
1: like thriller. So here's the thing Um, about cocaine bear. The concept of cocaine bear is hilarious to me. That is the type of movie I would in theory love to see. Yeah. The reason I don't want to see it though is because I don't think I don't expect it to actually be, be as good as I want it to be. And by good, I don't mean good. I mean, funny, bad. Yeah. Um, because I don't think cocaine bear is a premise that works for a, an hour and a half movie. It is a premise that works for like a, th- <coughs> for like, did, did you hear how much the
0: bear apparently ate a 10 minute skit? <laughs> like, uh, the premise of the movie is like the bear, the, the premise of the movie is the bear got into a brick of cocaine yeah. and ate it all. It's based on a true story. Oh, I'm not aware of that. Uh, yeah. I was not aware of that at all. Well,
1: the true well, the true story of cocaine bear that actually happened is the bear ate a brick of cocaine and OD'd.
0: Ah, and so they wanted to turn it into a horror movie, and they were yeah. like, yeah, 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 they were yeah. like, they were like, what? They were like,
2: they were like, well, what if the bear? <coughs> what if the bear, when it <coughs> ate the cocaine, got
0: high? <coughs> okay, waspinator, chill. <laughs> no,
2: wasp- waspinator, terrorize. <laughs> God, yeah,
0: it's freaking wasp. Okay, what was your thoughts on Abraham Lincoln and Vampire Slayer? I remember... The Vampire Hunter. So, I watched it once on a torrent site. Oh. Uh, yeah.
1: I remember not being bored. Understandable. I remember being entertained. Yeah. Spe- talking about Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. But so... Um, like another example of what I'm trying to say would be you you know the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah, the Nicholas the new Nick
0: Cage movie. Where
1: Nicholas Cage is playing himself. Yeah. I hear that and my gut reaction is that's the greatest thing ever because Nicholas Cage playing Nicholas Cage
0: is the best because idea. Because of his meme nastiness. Yeah, because
1: that is a brilliant idea. And then I thought about it for a minute. I was like an hour and a half of that would overstay its welcome, obviously. I don't think a movie of that works yeah and it's the same with the cocaine bear i hear cocaine bear i'm like oh that's hilarious wait it's an hour and a half oh that's you can't keep that going for an hour and a half so
0: what back with riddick and like the hope i have with this like whole series is this we now get another movie well so i'm gonna go down here (coughs) and read this for you luke luke look away
1: I i want your live reaction to this on January 29th, the, Riddick came out in
0: 2013. Yes. so I was in college that year.
1: Yeah, we're reading up on sequel stuff right now on Wikipedia. On January 29th, 2014, Vin Diesel had announced on his Facebook page that Universal Pictures wishes Wait, to Vin develop... Wait, Vin Diesel
0: has a Facebook page? I guess so. No, no, that's weird.
1: Wishes to develop a fourth Riddick film pro- prompted by robust DVD sales of the most recent film in the series. DVD sales? Yeah, this was back what? in 2013. Mm. Oh, dude, do, do our listeners not know what DVD is? Uh in April 2016, Vin Diesel confirmed that he and writer director David Toy are developing a Is that you
0: a- say his name? T W O H Y Toy? Toy?
1: It what would you <coughs> How do you pronounce it? Too high? Tooey. Tooey? Tooey. Oh, I thought it was Toy. I would say David David Too-y. Okay. I pronounce it David Toy. David Toy. Yeah. It, can I have a toy? <laughs> it, yeah, it's unfortunate. Mommy, but, can I have a toy? <laughs> it's unfortunate cuz I'm pronouncing the w but you can't hear it cuz of the way cuz of the o right after yeah, it. Toy. Yeah, David Toy. Uh, we're developing uh, a fourth Riddick movie titled Furia and a spin-off I didn't know this. Spin-off TV series. Ti- I did know this actually. I remember Murk now. City, yeah. Titled Merc City. In May 2016, he explained that production of Furia may begin in early 2017. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> In a video, Vin Diesel asked, Are you guys excited to hear about Furia? Do you want to know where it all began with that dark character Riddick? And David Toy confirmed that the new film would be rated R. Obviously. Awesome. The post did not elaborate on how, if at all, Merc City would be connected to the upcoming film. <coughs> By Jeez. July 2019, the script was completed and the official title was changed to Riddick Furia. The story focuses on the protagonist finally returning to his homeworld, a place he barely remembers and one he fears might be left in ruins by the Necromongers.
2: Necromongers! Skeletor will return next week to destroy your planet, (laughs) He-Man! (laughs)
0: Every time we can pull out a Skeletor voice or a Waspinator voice, I'm so happy. Yeah, it's so
2: fun. (laughs) Once there, he finds other Furians fighting for their existence against a new enemy. He ran
0: I, I hope the new enemy is Skeletor. <laughs> it's just, if it's skeletons, I'm gonna freak out. I'm gonna be like, dude. <laughs> no, I, I can tell I'm just gonna be like,
1: dude, skeletons. No, I can, tell, dude, I can tell you exactly who the new enemy of... I can tell you exactly who the new enemy of the Riddick movie is. Okay, so we had Bioraptors.
0: We had yeah. Mud Demons.
2: Me in every voice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have ever heard. We have In, dark next inside is your head. Nexus the dark gungan himself. Yeah. Dio. <laughs> me.
1: You you said think the Necromonger was the one that choked you with your own umbilical cord. No, no hokey day. It it was me, Jaja.
0: Jaja. <laughs> I, I always every time now like you think it was this person. <laughs> puts it to us eye. Dio. Dio.
1: Actually, dude, so this is
0: Talk <coughs> about Jar Jar, or,
1: talk, mentioning Jar Jar, I'm gonna de, I'm gonna deviate for a slight minute. I was listening five,
0: to, ten minutes later. I was we listen, finally
1: come back. Well, if you would stop interrupting me, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was watching an every frame a pause thing.
0: What are you? It, I accidentally clicked something. Oh.
1: I was watching an every frame of pause thing, and they were talking about Revenge of the Sith and wanted to mention how they would love the movie a whole lot more if the final fight between Obi-Wan and Anakin was a fight between Jar Jar and Anakin. Oh, dude,
0: that would have been so good. And they were
1: saying, like, instead of, like, they were saying, they No, were, Nanny! What are you doing? No, no, they were saying, imagine if at the end, instead of Anakin burning in the fire, like, imagine, like, Jar Jar's just got him on the ground. He's just, ah! No, and Jarger's like actually pummeling his face. <laughs> and, and,
0: and <laughs> just hitting just him and just like punching him. Or yeah, just
1: punching him and like hitting him and going YUSA
2: WAS THE CHOSEN ONE! ABBY! <laughs> <laughs> YUSA WAS MISSA BROTHER!
1: BAM! BAM! Just, take, just takes a rock and <laughs> smashes him in the face with it. <laughs> and Anakin's, Anakin's just got, like, his face just, is... Ah! <laughs> his face is a bloody pulp. And then Jar flips him over just grabs his head Wait, and starts that, slamming his head into never the ground. That reminds
0: me of, uh, did you ever see the, uh, the College Humor Batman, uh, sh- uh episodes or whatever? <laughs> Yeah. The one where it was just like uh the the clown chuckles the clown or whatever. Don't I, I think it I did. was the one where it was the interrogation rooms. So. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> where he's like, "Oh my head." He's just like, "I!"
0: He just starts flipping out because he's just like, "Oh my gosh,
2: why are do you doing this to me?"
0: <laughs> and then he learned it was
2: He's just like, I got drunk at a birthday party!
1: <laughs> Gosh! Hold on. Oh, okay. So I yeah. want... I'm going to play you this scene.
0: Um, I'm going to play you this scene. Mind of, you, just know this is not going to have any sound come through. That's
1: fine. I, it's not going to be a long scene. So I'm going to play for you, Luke. This is part of God of War Ragnarok. Right? Yeah, God of War Ragnarok. I'm going to show you the fatality kill for Kratos... Uh, killing Heimdall, spoilers, and God of War. (laughs) A little too (laughs) late for that! And I want you to imagine... (coughs) Luke, I want you to imagine um, that Heimdall is Anakin and Kratos is Jar Jar. One second. I need to
0: spit. So bad.
1: Alright. Luke is gone. It's just me and you, loyal listeners. All, All four of you... Maybe I'm maybe I am being just a bit too optimistic in saying that there are four of you. Maybe it's more like two listeners. Uh, last I
0: checked it was
1: seven. <laughs> uh, according to Luke, we got seven listeners. I guess that's so
0: followers. I don't I, and that may include me still, I don't know. So six. <laughs> I
1: think I follow us, so that includes me. <laughs> Five. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Five. So that's
1: hopeful. <laughs> I want you to picture that Heimdall is Anakin and that Kratos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Kratos' <is> Jar Jar. <coughs> Jeez. We don't want to play the sound, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And now he just chokes him out. So what I picture with Anakin, Jar Jar... Yeah, but before that, he's just, like, beating him. Just, like, Jar Jar... And he's doing it
0: all, all flumpy, like, in the movie, <laughs> like, his his arms are more, like, whippy or whatever. Yeah, where, like,
1: he's just hitting him like this. And he just gets over here and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> and then he just goes... You Was... The... Chosen One! Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> And then he flips him over. I wonder how bad that's clipping. And then he flips him over and does the Kratos thing. There he just hits him and goes...
2: (laughs) Just bashing his head into the ground.
1: (coughs) Oh gosh, I don't think I've ever told you this. Like, If I ever got the chance for some reason to write a Star Wars...
0: Yeah, yeah, that's not
1: gonna happen. <laughs>
0: if I ever got a Disney's chance, got their grubby paws on that.
1: If I ever got a chance to write something in the Star Wars universe, I would want to write an old man Jar Jar movie.
0: <laughs> and just Logan, but Jar Jar. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of which, let me,
1: let me show you something on my phone, Luke. Oh gosh, you you should actually. I've told you about this before. I've just not shown you it. This is this is. This was my profile pic on a YouTube channel that I started and promptly abandoned because I
0: wasn't happy with it. (laughs) Yeah, I remember (laughs) you showing me that picture. Did I show you it to you? Yeah, we talked about this in a previous episode. No, I know we
1: talked about it. I didn't know I had actually shown you the picture. It's uh,
0: the sun in the background with Logan walking forward, but the head is replaced with Jar Jar, and above it, instead of saying Logan, it says Jar Jar.
1: It's the Logan poster, but with Jar Jar. (laughs) Yeah. I also have one of um, Jar Jar's face photoshopped over the Mandalorian, so it's Jar Jar's the Mandalorian, which would be better than Pedro Pascal.
2: <laughs> Man,
1: and there was a quote next to it that said, "That said, Misa <laughs> is the way." No, that
2: said, Misa, Misa
1: can bring you. Misa can bring Yusa in warm. Or Misa can bring Yusa in cold. <laughs> and then the quote just said, the quote just said, the
0: Gungandalorian. <laughs> the Gung, the Gungalorian. <laughs> yeah. Me, I'm just like, my gosh, there's so many, like, Jar Jar memes that you could do. Because I know a lot of people hated Jar Jar. And I heard the whole thing, like, like literally Jar Jar was the reason why everything happened. And I want to look at him and be like... I'm gonna, I'm gonna present you a little nugget here. Maybe Palpatine is the ultimate Sith Lord. Mm. <laughs> maybe, maybe his words have a lot of power. <laughs> Just maybe. He swayed an entire government to believe him, along with the entire Republic. Do, do you know how, do you wanna know how I would start out
1: my Jar Jar, my old man Jar Jar story?
0: In in a longer time ago. No. In a galaxy far, far away. I'm not even joking. I would start
1: out my old man Jar Jar story with him and his, like, home. Because he would have a a home now, because he
0: used to be a senator. (coughs) He's back on Naboo in, like, the Gungan world. No, I'd say he's on his own. He's... Mustafar, obviously. He would be by himself.
1: (laughs) It's Just him in his room, watching, like, security hologram footage of him nominating Chancellor Palpatine to get super... Emergency supreme powers in episode two. <laughs> Me so bad. and he's watching it and he's just got a gun to his head. Like, oh contem- gosh. Contemplating suicide because he knows it's his fault that Palpatine rose to power. Oh gosh. And basically he'd be like, <laughs> it's it's the fuel that all the prequel haters needed. Yeah. And and basically I would establish that is every night for Jar Jar. He just watches. <laughs> he watches all Holly- all old, old security footage. <laughs> <Yeah. and> he <laughs> contemplates contemplate suicide. Yeah, he watches and then he
0: goes out fishes <laughs> yeah. during the day gets his basic food, goes for a nice little swim, comes back, cooks his food, eats it, sits there, grabs his gun <laughs> it's like here we go again buddy now, I just
1: imagine <laughs> I just imagine like it would open with him watching that hologram of him get, saying misa propose we give immediately emergency
2: powers. To, to the, the Supreme Chancellor. Chancellor.
1: And he's just sitting, sitting there just like dead-eyed watching with the gun and he just sits there for a minute. He needs to make a big doodle. He doesn't say anything. He just sits there and he just like looks down, puts the gun down and just gets up and walks and like just like walks with his head hung away. And so it's just established <sighs> every night he contemplates suicide but he never does it and he's because he's
0: Wait, wait. So, what's your premise of your movie? Is it like his just to make him to where he eventually does it? No. so... Okay. Uh, no. So, because uh, I'm just like I don't see where this is going,
1: bro. So, no, that would just to estab- be just to establish his mindset. Ah. Um. But the actual premise. So, <coughs> if I get to write it in like the original universe outside of Disney canon, I would. I wouldn't do this. Tr- I haven't thought up a story for that scenario. But if I have to, where, re-
0: when will this take place? So pre if I, Rogue One or post Rogue.
1: Hold on. So if if I if I have to have it set in the Disney canon, I will have the story be about Jar Jar uh, finding Luke's lightsaber, and he's the one who got it to Maz Kanata. Oh. Uh, basically, a story of Jar Jar discovering this Jedi Jedi relic and having to transport Ooh, it. Ooh, what's at have here. Yeah. And <laughs> basically, as like the rebel, oh, it's a, and he's a lightsaber. <laughs> and, as, and as like the First Order is rising, and like. Things are starting to ramp up and hit the and hit the fan again. He's basically got to smuggle this this incredibly valuable relic to Maz Kanata.
0: Dude, that's actually kind of a cool story. I know,
1: old man Jar Jar, <laughs> Disney's next hit film,
0: Jar Jar. <laughs> Dude, I've also got I got one. So you know you know those uh, those you know immediately the flames on Twitter would just be like,
2: what the heck is
0: this? Oh crap! Finally, everybody would be like, "The sequel trilogy wasn't that bad."
2: <laughs> so <laughs> so I—we're I getting Jar Jar now. <laughs>
1: so I would actually. So the, the every and then they hear
0: like the story and they're like, "Oh, frick.
1: maybe this is good." <laughs> we are we are we about to are we about to? We're going this way with
0: George. Holy cow. Like he actually has remorse. He accepts responsibility for his actions. Oh my gosh. He's my favorite character. Well, actually, it's
1: so funny. Every frame of pause guys, they meme about, <coughs> how, even though they don't like the prequels, the sequels that made them love the prequels. Exactly. And Mahler said in a, said in a podcast episode that he would, he was like, Unironically, if Jar Jar showed up in a new Star Wars thing, I would be upset because because I would be. He says they would ruin that character. Yeah. Yes, he said I would be upset because they would probably ruin him, and I don't want to see Jar Jar get ruined. <laughs> so, I don't even like Jar Jar
0: in the prequels, but I would be upset if Disney ruined him. So, finally, tagging back to to Riddick, they had mentioned yeah, the that-
1: story. Uh, fighting existence against a against a new enemy. By May 2022, it was reported that writer director David Toy was writing the film alongside original creators two. Jim and Ken Wheat, and that the screenplay Wheat Wheat. Oh, that's that's actually interesting. So those two guys, Jim and Ken, wrote Pitch Black, but they didn't write the other two Riddick movies. So they're coming oh. back for the fourth one, apparently. Is it? Uh, no, wrong button.
0: Boop. Can't find it. Nah, no. No, least... go back up. Go back up. Nah.
1: Screenplay. Written. Written by David Troy. Based on characters by Jim and Ken Wheat. Oh, Ken Wheat. And then we
0: go to Whoa, he hadn't wrote much.
1: Yeah, the last thing those two did was pitch black.
0: Wow. Which honestly was a phenomenal movie it deserves a lot more credit than it received
1: so Jim and Ken Reed are coming back uh, screenplay was completed in 2021 in May 2022 an Instagram post from Vin Diesel also suggested that pre-production has moved on to the storyboarding phase and I could have sworn it's not here in this Wikipedia article but I could have sworn I read an article like last month definitely an article that came out this year 2023 that said that there was a new update that like production had officially begun or something like that
0: Uh Oh okay, here. So, filming for it may only commence in early to mid 2023, slated for the new film likely in 2024. Okay. Uh 6 days ago February, uh, just as the world was all geared up for the uh, uh, after the release of Fast X trailer, Diesel revealed um, that he it was revealed that he would be soon be suiting up again as the iconic bounty hunter. That is that is actually happening. It is very early in the process. Is actually quite a bit you know about the installation or whatever. So they break it down from there. Yeah. You know, as weird. Wait, wait. What? What? Vin Diesel's in Guardians Three. He's Groot. Oh, duh. I brought up Guardians I, while, we, while we were I, watching it. You know, I forget, man. I forget. No, when I brought it up, I, I forget. Was... He literally says three freaking words his entire life. No, listen. My I four. No, I my... am Groot and family. Let me, let me finish. <laughs>
1: <coughs> so, I, I'm, I'm almost positive I brought up Guardians of the Galaxy while we were watching Riddick as a joke about that being a movie Vin Diesel was in. What did you think I was saying? It just probably flew over my head.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, bum, 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 bum. Revealed by Dateline. Uh, something. Wait, Dateline or Deadline? Deadline. Deadline. I can't oh. read.
2: <clears throat> Dateline!
0: I wish I could read.
2: Riddick.
1: That's that's the Riddick theme song. Riddick.
2: Riddick.
1: Did you not? Did you not notice that um, every periodically every thirty minutes uh, in the Riddick movie while you're watching it, did you not notice that Robert Plant would suddenly start just going Riddick in the background? So
2: baby, 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 Riddick.
0: Riddick had this uh, not uh, Riddick uh, uh, Tui, or. Uh, Toy, Toy, Had this to say about the They project. misspelled his name twice. <coughs> they had this to say about the project and its goals. Our Legion fans have demanded it for years, and now we are finally get ready to honor this call to action with Riddick Furia. My collaboration with Vin and One Race has spanned twenty fruitful years as together we've created three movies, two video games, one an and anime production, and motion comics for the internet. this new big screen event will see a return to Riddick's homeworld where we finally get to explore his genesis Mm. (laughs) that face (laughs) 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 that's that's pouty face (laughs) are you trashing my family (laughs) what'd you say about family Everything to me when it comes to Vin Diesel is just like, Billy. That's that's everything for everyone, concerning <laughs> Vin Diesel.
1: Billy. Billy. By the way, have you ever heard of Triple uh, X movies? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Xander D- Cage? Yeah. yeah, Xander Cage. So, I feel like the reaction someone's going to have to me asking that question is going to highlight the problem I'm about to bring up, which is, don't call your movie Triple X.
0: Yeah. I'm with you on it. So, I want to honestly look at oh, Hold on, hold on.
1: Don't do not move anything else. D- stop. Take your hand off the mouse. Remember there was a to- there was a time when we were t- when we were looking up just for hours like celebrities' real names?
0: Oh yeah, I remember this. What what is I can't th- remember his real name. I Take a stab in the dark. I, it's been so long. I have nothing I take can guess.
1: Take a stab in the dark. Vin Diesel. What
0: is what's his real name? Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Sinclair. <laughs> Yeah, Mark Sinclair. Mark Sinclair is not a cool enough name, so I'm just going to call myself Vin Diesel. Diesel. Uh
1: I named it, I'm going to name myself after my favorite, (coughs) after my favorite character from my favorite work of fiction, Diesel from Thomas the Tank (laughs) (laughs)
0: Engine. I'm going to name myself after my favorite form of fuel, Diesel. Diesel. Have you ever, have you seen Bullet Train? No, I need
1: to watch it. You need to watch Bullet Train. There's a character who, like, there, <laughs> it almost comes off as a little bit autistic. He claims that he learned everything he knows about people from Thomas the Tank Engine, and he only and like he only understands people by comparing their personalities to Thomas characters.
0: Oh gosh! And there's a
1: part where he calls he tells Brad Pitt that he's obviously a diesel, and Brad Pitt gets super upset. He goes, "I'm I- I'm
0: not a diesel. All right, I- I'm trying to get diesels." out of my life <laughs> okay <laughs> so the funniest thing to me is this the uh, first movie he ever starred in okay, okay. He, was he was he an orderly was... in awakenings uh-huh do you know who the main two actors were in that movie you just i'm had, gonna guess no
1: you just had it open i should be able uh, i'm gonna guess for the nick cage and
0: keanu reeves and completely off on both it was robert de niro and robin williams uh, okay, uh, it's just that's one of his more famous, like one of his less but more famous movies oh, that he did. Luke,
2: I've
1: got an idea. What? So this is something that I've been wanting to incorporate into our podcast episodes for for a long time. Everyone listening to this, you're about to get whiplash. I'm sorry. I don't have a. I don't. I don't have a trans. I don't have a transition for this. Luke, you know how we always talk about isekai Yes. So Luke and I have this thing. For those of you who don't know, who are not anime fans like us isekai is an entire genre of anime sorry guys i'm completely taking it into left field there is no transition we're going to do this better next time because i want to make it a regular episode thing i want to make it a staple of this podcast what i'm about to do are we
0: talking about like bad names yes
1: okay isek we are doing our isekai bad name section now which is going to be a thing i'm going to try to remember to do it at the the beginning of podcast (coughs) episodes from here on out
0: so I'm going to, to, to understand isekais, I'm isek- going, I isekais going. are basically uh, the premise of them is you are transported to a different world.
1: Yeah, it's basically. And you
0: live out life that way of some sort.
1: It's basically the premise of every isekai. We can branch it out a little. 50% of isekais are normal, dude gets transported to another, to a fantasy world. The other 50% of isekais are just fantasy world like yes so it's always like a fantasy story or a care it's always a fantasy story set in a fantasy world you usually either about a normal human from our planet being transported to them or just about people in that other world Going about their business. A lot of
0: time, the problem with isekais though is this: they're cookie.
1: Well, the problem is that they're cookie cutter. There's no originality to them.
0: The other problem is this: their names sometimes are so long that they tell the entire plot and story. Within the title itself.
1: Yeah, so what I'm going to do for all of you
0: listeners...
1: (coughs) I had some titles saved. I swear if I deleted them, I'm going...
0: Problem children are coming. Stop, stop. No, no, no. No,
2: no, (laughs) no. Wait.
0: (laughs) Here it is. I found them.
1: All right, so I'm going to read off all the ones I've got on my phone. (laughs) These are pictures I took at our local Barnes & Noble of isekai books that were being sold. (laughs) I'm going to read off the titles for you, for (coughs) you for you lovely listeners uh number one chillin in another world with with level two super cheat powers that is a title of a series sucks number two trapped in a dating sim the world of odome games is tough for mobs i am a nerd and i don't even know what half of those words mean i I don't get it (laughs) yeah Number three, slow life in another world, parentheses, I wish. Number four, I'm the villainess, so I'm taming the final boss. (coughs) (laughs) The number five, whatever number we're on, the other world's books depend on the bean counter. What? (laughs) I know. I know. I've got an example of a good title on here. I'll save that for last. Uh the hero laughs while walking the path of vengeance a second
0: time. Let me say that again. Like let's let's be honest here. Like That sounds horrible. It's like Master and Commander, the far side of the world. Like, that was a really long title back in the day. And people had a problem
1: with it. It's kind of like... This is worse. It's kind of like Attack on Titan, the final season, part three, part one. Exactly. (laughs) It's exactly the issue. Uh, The hero is overpowered, (coughs) but overly cautious. Mm. Uh, I'm the hero... But the demon lord is also
0: me. I've got one here that I think is also pretty bad. You can do that once I've gotten through all of these. Uh,
1: Hi, I'm a witch and my crush wants me to make a love potion. (laughs) Uh, There's that one again. The hero is is overpowered but overly cautious. Let's see, what else do I have on here? I've been killing slimes 300 years and maxed out my level. That's another annoying thing about Isekai is they use gamer lingo. Yeah. Which it... Some Isekai are about, like, getting transported into into video game worlds. A lot of them aren't, though, but they still use the gamer lingo for some yeah, reason. Yeah, they
0: still use it, and you're just like, come on.
1: Uh, my status as an assassin obviously exceeds the heroes.
0: Oh my gosh. This is so, so trigger-worthy, man.
1: Yeah, I know. And so the example of a good title that I found, I would say this is a good title. It's 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 like Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows level. Like yeah. titles they should usually give you an idea of what the series is about, but they shouldn't describe they shouldn't be a summary. Yeah. So I found a title which is Death March of the Parallel World Rhapsody. Okay. I think that's a neat title. That's tolerable. not horrible. Yeah. It's it's tolerable. Like, this one here is and not it,
0: tolerable. It sounds like it could be an a- album title, Death March of the Parallel World. Yeah. So this one here is not tolerable. My next life as a villain is all roots lead to doom. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, an example of a good one would be, like, Drifters. Yeah. Simplistic doesn't give you too much. <laughs> uh, or here's another one uh, Grimgar Ashes
1: and Illusions if we could go outside of anime Scott Pilgrim versus the
0: world <laughs> honestly really good movie in which we are going to be doing yes we a, are an episode on that Which Scott that, Pilgrim like everything for you is Robert Plant voice <laughs> everything <laughs> for you no I actually the, dude the music in Scott Pilgrim
1: is so good but, we are sex ba and we're here to make you think about death and get sad and stuff one two three four (laughs) dude so i I, dude at um the young adults ministry for our church last friday um not
0: last friday did you just hear a beep no okay i'm I'm hearing things. your ac turned off it might have been that no i heard a beep like clearly i didn't hear it must be my ears messing with me especially with the lull thing so wait what he was the iron giant yeah did you not know that no yeah, Vin Diesel
1: was the Iron Giant. So,
0: Man, so, my
1: childhood just got so much
0: better. <laughs> so,
1: um, Luke, so two Fridays ago at our young at our church's young adult ministry wasn't like one of the first ones. No, it's this. We're on like week seven now. Oh, I didn't know that. One.
0: Um, so I, I don't want to use names, but um, uh, individual with this initial, uh, I'll put it individual one.
1: Uh. Let's put it, put the mic on mute for like
2: half a second.
1: Uh,
2: okay, cut here! <laughs> or
1: we could just leave it in, because no. we're professionals. No. <laughs> um But so, I was, um, I, because, because... It's fun because like he, but it's fun because it annoys him. I took his beanie that he was wearing. <laughs> yes, but I snatched it, and he had coins in it that I didn't know. So oh,
0: much. I remember seeing like people put some in his. Yeah. Uh, so when hat I so when I snatched that and just
1: grabbed it, the coins just flew everywhere. And um, uh, I, I I feel okay name dropping this name. Norelle was there. Oh gosh. And when the coins went everywhere, she got she just looks over and goes, I feel like I just. Got transported into Scott Pilgrim. What? Like, <laughs> like, coins just started flying out of this dude. And, yeah. And so, and so as I picking them up, I just go, "Oh, sweet coins!" And she just starts dying. <laughs> and then, and then as I'm, <laughs> as I'm picking them up, I just look at Norell and I go, Norell, it's not enough money for the bus ride home." <laughs>
0: <laughs> totally inside joke because they're the ones that showed me. Uh, Scott. Oh, are they? Yeah, you two are. Was that the first
1: time you'd seen it? i
0: would never watched it. When we all watched it here? Yeah. That was the first That was the first time i had ever watched Scott Pilgrim, man.
1: (laughs) 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 You went that long without (laughs) watching Scott Pilgrim? Bro,
0: I don't want to hear your bullcrap. Have you seen Dante's Peak? No. Exactly. I don't want to hear your bullcrap, boy. I can't. Have you seen Full Metal Jacket? No, bro. That's a movie to watch. No, Scott Pilgrim's a movie to watch, bro. You want to hear about where the Thousand Yard Stare comes from, dude? Just watch Full Metal Jacket. Gomer Pyle. Private Pyle, what are you doing, boy?
1: What's what's your name, Private Parts, <laughs> sir? Private Parts. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh! Jeez, <laughs> <coughs> oh, we might need to cut that one. Oh, no, no! <laughs> I got that joke. What's your name? Time, private time. What? <laughs> I got, I got that joke from the Transformers wiki.
0: Oh God! <laughs> BS. Yeah, so I like, I really back to our original topic. I really am uh, very, very pleased with the whole of uh, the whole. Riddick series and I can't wait to see what goes on from here because it's going to be really cool.
1: Yeah, we didn't talk about Riddick that much.
0: <laughs> I know we didn't talk about him that much, but it was at least it was the central topic we were trying to stick around.
1: I guess with. so, but like I think of all of our
0: quote unquote central topics, Riddick is the one we talked about the least. So no, we actually talked a decent amount about him. That's just the thing because we didn't
1: spend a whole lot of time talking about the movies themselves, which I think is kind of funny.
0: Yeah, you really don't have to.
2: Family.
1: Yeah, it was just. We're going to call this the family.
2: Family. The family survival guy. uh, That's
1: right. I've got a a headcanon that Riddick and Dom Toretto are the same same (laughs) character. They are. They are. They've got to be the same
0: person. And and
1: Riddick's going back to his home world in the next movie. He's going to find his family.
0: (laughs) Family. Misa going home.
2: Misa! Misa going home!
0: (laughs) 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 Dude, when you go see that movie in theaters, I dare you to stand up when the room goes pitch black and it goes <laughs> Riddick Furia. You go,
2: Risa going home! Risa going home!
1: <laughs> Dude, I was right up next to the mic. I know one. you were. It clipped probably <laughs> so bad.
2: Risa going home! <laughs>
1: Dude dude that's so if you actually want me to write dialogue for the Jar Jar contemplating suicide oh, thing, it would be he's like Misa going home Oh God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's so dark as he's got the gun just Misa going home. Just kinda whimpering as he says it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's He's played, he's plagued by visions of all the Jedi who <laughs> as a result of him making
2: Palpatine have emergency palaters. <laughs> Dude, he says every night Qui-Gon's force ghost visits him. <laughs> gus <laughs> Oh god Why you Saturn Why are you, so tor- Why? Why are you so tormenting me, Qui-Gon? Oh, <laughs> Misa didn't know! Misa didn't know! Misa didn't, know. Misa didn't know. I like how I almost like
0: turned to Waspinator there at the end. <laughs> Somehow, just immediately started to twist.
2: (laughs) Ohspranita, and then it'll turn into Skeletor. Skeletor,
1: human. So have you? This this just reminds me. Have you seen? Do you watch any of the Robot Chicken Star Wars? I've
0: watched some of it.
2: Something, something, something. That's from that's from that's from Family family Guy. My bad.
1: So they did a they did a they did a a skit for one of their Robot Chicken Star Wars things where. Oh my gosh! (laughs) I'm crying a little bit. Where Jar 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 found out that Anakin was Darth Vader. And so. Annie! Unironically, Jar- Darth Vader's on the bridge of a Star Destroyer. I just heard a
0: vibration in my head as I
1: said that. Darth, Darth <laughs> Vader is on the bridge of a Star Destroyer, and Jar Jar shows up and says,
2: Annie, bro, Branny! Misa missed you so much! Annie,
1: what are you. And, and Darth Vader's trying to talk about Jar Jar. I don't go by that name anymore, <laughs> Jar Jar. Stop! And he goes,
2: Annie, what, what's the doing inside that big box, Annie? Let me off and he pulls off his helmet. Goes, ah! <laughs> and
1: slams it <him> back on. <laughs>
2: Annie, Annie Bobani Benny what's happened to you?
1: And so, Lava. <laughs> no, and so, J- Darth Vader grabs Jar Jar by his ear, stall by his ear thing, and pulls him. And he goes, Jar, he's says, Jar Jar, come with me. He's like, oh! He's like Jar, He pulls him over to an, to an airlock. goes, Jar Jar, my may, my squeeze, my main man. I need my squeeze, my main man. I need you to listen to me. We are under attack by separatists right now. I need you to get into this escape pod. He opens the airlock and throws Jar Jar in and closes it. And Jar Jar gets up and goes, "Wait a minute!
2: If this escape,
1: then where's the pod?" And he hits the airlock and just ejects Jar Jar into space. <laughs> And kills him. Oh gosh. And so Jar Jar is like frozen corpses floating through space. <laughs> and so it, it, it cuts to <coughs> that night and Darth Vader is getting into bed he's got Star Wars covers
2: and he's getting <laughs> into bed. He goes, ah, oh, Much Better. And then
1: George R's force ghost appears <laughs> in the room.
2: He goes, Annie! Look! Annie! Misa all sparkly glowy! Oh! Annie! And and Misa can just uh, show up whenever Misa won! Now we get to hang out! Forever and never! Oh, I love you, Eddie! And Chew
0: chew the end of episode three. No! And Vader's literally covering his head with a pillow. trying to... just No! (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, I do believe at that point, like, you could truly see that this has just gone off the rails. (laughs) And so with that, I really feel that... (laughs) If this isn't about family, it's got to be about Jar Jar at this point. I feel like... I feel like... So, here's the thing. I, um...
1: I could get... If you told me from the outset that we were doing a Jar Jar episode, I could probably get more mileage out of my Jar Jar jokes than I did tonight. True. So, uh, I, I would be okay naming it the Jar Jar episode, but... We're going to have to name another episode a Jar Jar episode because we're going to come
0: back to this. Uh, Jar Jar. A uh, Darth Jar Jar episode. The return of the Gungan. Dude, so we would actually... <laughs> so, Revenge of the Gungan. So we would have to, um...
1: <laughs> what, we, we need to do an episode where it's just you and me, like, writing the Jar Jar... The old man Jar Jar story. Bro, bro.
0: <laughs> old man Jar Jar survival guide then at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, I do believe that this is a bit another monumental episode for us <laughs> this is of this the most crazy rabbit holes ever.
1: This is this has been probably my favorite, aside from the Megatron impression. I can do better than that. I heard it as I was doing it earlier, and I was like, oh, I'm I'm off right now. It wasn't bad still. <clears throat>
2: Come, I see that I might end the lineage of the primes once and for all.
1: That's actually. By the way, that is my impression of Frank Welker's Megatron, not yes. the not the movie Megatron. Yes, movie Megatron's way deeper. He goes, where yes. "Is the
0: cube?" It's it's a lot darker, a little yeah. bit grittier, but yeah. So with that, I really feel like this this rabbit hole of an episode truly has dove far enough to where we need to come back to the surface and breathe for a little while. So with that.
1: I, feel, I want to keep going. I know you do, but honest. I can't,
0: man. Like I, This whole sinus bullcrap I got going on sucks with this, because yeah, I'm going to die. Isn't this
1: making it more fun?
0: It Nah. As your head begins to swell a little bit, and you can feel the slight bursting of a blood vessel in your skull. Oh, that's just
1: because you're trying to match my Jar Jar impersonation. You shouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah I'm
0: aware. <laughs> you're
1: not, you're not going to beat me when it comes to voice impersonations. I've actually done pretty good ones. Except I don't have a ton that I do anymore Except for Skeletor I think yours is better than mine on Nah,
0: yeah, He-Man Nah, that was bad That was <laughs> real bad
2: Skeletor will return next week With more disturbing facts, He-Man Till next time, He-Man <laughs>
1: <laughs> Have you heard um, Mark Hamill's Skeletor? Yes,
0: his is very good It's really very
1: good. It doesn't sound like Skeletor at all
0: Like, I love his Skeletor In the new He-Man stuff? I I like his Skeletor. You I really we're did. talking
1: about the same thing, though, right? The yeah. new He Man show.
0: Uh, like the thing is, you have the <laughs> '80s He Man, which to me, like, let's be honest here, he's mean. Like, let's be honest, when yeah. you can call someone you boob, <laughs> when you can call someone a boob, and it'd be completely fine on national television. Did he? It's a yeah. He called Beast Man a boob. <laughs> you boob i can write a book about what you don't know <laughs> like he said all these you babbling buffoon
1: oh dude that reminds me i can write a book on all the stuff you don't know that reminds me even uh, a, a quote from odin in god of war ragnarok where he's having a fight with thor and obviously thor is odin's son yeah um odin I've seen people praise God of War for writing Odin as one of the most realistic, abusive fathers that they've ever seen in storytelling. Making sense. Like, lots of people who have at least claim online that they've lived through that say that Odin is one of the most realistic examples of that they've ever seen. Because he doesn't physically abuse his son. Thor is, like, eight feet tall and Odin's, like, 5'9". He can't physically abuse him. Obviously. He emotionally abuses him. He'll often insult him to his face. Um and he'll like insult into his face and justify it and call him dumb. Uh it's there's a there is a mini there is a mini sort of off to the side storyline that Thor has tried to quit drinking because his alcoholism caused two of his sons to get killed. Awesome. Um uh, sarcasm? Well, because what happened was he got drunk. Um Kratos killed one of his sons and his other son came to tell him and Thor was drunk at the time and he got mad that his surviving son had let the other son die so he beat him and told him to go back out and get revenge and his son died and then the son died in the process because he
0: went out to fight Kratos and you don't you don't live against Kratos I think all the other Greek gods should have told you that yeah well they were (coughs) they were too dead to tell them even the Greek god of death didn't win yeah yeah Thanatos
1: didn't win and so there is a um, side plot where Thor has basically quit drinking cold turkey and Odin has been. Odin has tries to get him to start drinking again because Odin says, and I quote, "I liked you better when you were drunk." And, he, and he's and he. Oh, that no.
2: Thank you for tuning into to, get to this. no. Hold
1: on. Like so, his two <laughs> quotes about Thor's drinking were, um, uh, "You were more fun drunk," no, and "I liked you better when you were drunk." And he is there is at the end of the game when Thor. Makes peace with Kratos <coughs> because Kratos actually convinces him to stop fighting. Odin shows up and the first thing he does, he says, "What?" and he says, "What are you doing? Are you talking to him? You don't talk. You fight. It's a simple concept." He immediately just dresses down Thor for not fighting, and then when Thor stands Thor, up, Thor Mjolnir. No, Thor just stands up to him and says, "No, I'm not gonna." He basically says, "No, I'm not gonna fight him." And, and Odin just goes, "What are you broken?" Like he he just has, he's the for his first reaction to Thor not obeying him immediately is he must be broken somehow and then spoiler alert for Ragnarok if you haven't played it um, when Thor basically stands up to him and says I'm not going to fight Kratos anymore he kills Thor he just stabs him in the heart and who does Odin Odin okay. he cheap shots him just stabs him in the heart and and then he basically just turns to Kratos and blames him he says you're the reason I had to do this
0: to which then Odin dies because yeah kratos is like uh screw you man because kratos fights him but like
1: odin is really good at shifting blame to other people like anytime he does something he blames it on other people so like he his granddaughter thor's daughter Throod watched him kill thor and odin tried to argue to her like after she had just seen him kill him kill thor that like they did it so he always shifts blame and stuff like that. He's a really well-written... You need to play the game. I'm not going to do it justice by by um, describing it to you. I'm probably
0: not, but I'll be able to watch it.
1: Yeah, you need to watch... He's a really well-written character. And there's a part where you're playing as Atreus and you walk in on an argument between Thor and Odin where Thor is trying to convince Odin because Odin is working with Atreus and Thor is trying to convince him that he shouldn't because Atreus' dad killed Thor's sons. And he's basically saying, I don't... And, he, and when Atreus walks in... Thor's like I just don't understand and under he's like saying something like that. He says, "Well, of course you don't understand." He's saying stuff like that. And at one point Thor keeps pushing back and saying we shouldn't be doing this and Odin just goes, "I can I can explain it for you, but I can't understand it for you. Now get out of here. I liked you better when you were drunk." Understand? Which that's a that is on its own, that's a just I think that's a pretty funny line. I've I have used that line on you before. I can explain it for you, but I can't understand yeah. it for you. Yeah.
0: I think we were talking about like something. <laughs> I think we were talking about Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we were. We were talking about Dragon Ball and how like you were like this is not a good series. I'm like you're wrong. It's nostalgic. Yeah, to a point, it's
2: good. <laughs> you're... You're... If you don't include the last arc, it's great. You're wrong. It isn't. You're wrong, Henry. Dragon Ball is at least as good as the Star Wars sequels. Meh.
1: (laughs) And I'm like, Luke, I can't deal with your life.
0: (laughs) Bro. I couldn't tell if you were Waspinator or Skeletor at that moment.
1: No, Waspinator's a bit... Waspinator's... Waspinator's is more whiny. He's like,
2: oh, Waspinator. What? My universe hate Waspinator. I would have preferred you
0: saying it as Waspinator. What? I would have preferred you saying it as Waspinator. Saying what? What you had said before. Waspinator's a little whiny. (laughs) No, um... The whole line you did a Skeletor there, and I said I couldn't t- distinguish between the two. Which which line? I don't know exactly what you all was said. Was it, uh, Why Universe Hate Waspinator? No, no, it was the whole line that you literally said, and I was like... Oh, what? about Dragon Ball? Yeah. I- Hold on. <laughs> I need to get... I need to actually figure out...
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, so when... Here's the thing. I can do really good impressions, but, like, when I have to make up the dialogue myself, it becomes a little bit harder, so give me a minute to think. So...
2: Oh, actually, actually, you're wrong. That that Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball, is at least as good as the Star Wars sequels. Why's <laughs> the Star Wars sequels?
0: That's why he's a villain, and that's why he should die. I, it's, <laughs> it's why it's why he talks in the third person like a caveman because he likes the sequel trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> with that, I do believe uh, we're going to call it for a night. I don't want to. I know you don't want to, but I need to because I'm dying over here. You
1: said you're not working tomorrow, right?
0: I do have uh, stuff to do, but um, to a point, yeah. I mean, I'm not doing anything until like 5.30 tomorrow night. Okay, so we can call it here if you agree to watch an episode of JoJo. Sure. Fine with <laughs> let's go yeah you're always a fan of watching an episode of jojo so. because
1: un- unironically i want to get through jojo now so that we can move on to either futurama or transformers Prime. futurama
0: i'm good with okay Alrighty. y'all have a good evening have a good week peace and or as
2: they and don't or, forget or, or as they say in community gay! <laughs>